0: All right, yo, welcome back to another episode of Monday Night Hustlers, uh, the internet's number one poverty pod. Uh, today we got a special Mother's Day episode, so we dedicated this episode to all of our mothers, along with everyone who's listening, your mothers, well, actually everyone's mother all across the world. So shout out to moms everywhere in the world and everything you do for for humanity, because uh Guys, nurture us all. So appreciate you, and so we kind of get into what we did, and also kind of the economy around Mother's Day, as well as Scott gives us some some cool science facts about flowers and plants and and whatnot. <laughs> pretty pretty riveting yeah, shit right there. Yeah, pretty uh pretty interesting stuff. So uh, that was that was kind of our first segment. Um, then we kinda got into uh, the Change Boys and and what they got going on in Arkansas or as we we called it Arkansas. Well from, from, from a Scott's perspective, a Scottman's perspective. Uh Arkansas. So uh, big stuff coming from the Change Boys. Uh, doing doing a lot of moving and shaking, networking with the biggest of the biggest Folks in the financial world, so um, just awesome to hear their uh, their progression and happy that we get to be along for their their ride because uh, they got some special stuff going on. So it's really awesome to hear from them. And Scott and I were planning a trip down to go visit them. So yeah, mm-hmm. that'll be that'll be fun to to see them and then experience everything the beautiful state of Arkansas has to offer. <laughs> Um what else? What else did we talk about? Uh yeah, we, we uh we kind of sidebarred into to other shit, but uh mainly um we talk about the whole coffee cup and, and Game of Thrones and the impact of uh a business and
1: advertisement opportunity.
0: Exactly, Yep. Yeah. Uh so kind of get into the into the science of that and, and you know, what would you do hypothetically if you were the CEO of that company? And then Scott and I we end with our thoughts on the last episode of Game of Thrones and predictions for the the series finale. Fuck. Series
1: fucking finale.
0: It stings, man. It stings every it time. It really does. Yeah, as I much as I've been it.
1: bitching about this fucking show, yeah. it really fucking
0: stings. Yeah, it stings, stings man. It, it's a, a show of uh I mean it was ten years of greatness. Um, I think I it's hit take, its end though. Yeah, I don't I don't wanna take anything away from it, but uh but yeah, this, this last season isn't really doing it much justice, but uh you know, still sucks it. Great show is going to be uh, done. I don't know what I'm going to do with my life or what shows I'm going to be looking forward to. Maybe Scott recommends Chernobyl. But um, but yeah, anyways, that's it's a pretty long episode. Really good episode. Uh, we started late, but shout out to the boys for, for sticking with us uh, on a late Monday night because that's that's what we do. We are hustling on a Monday night. Uh, you know, got to be according to the brand. So shout out. Nick, Dan, Scott, shout out all you listening. We appreciate it, and hope you enjoy this episode. Peace. Oh, yeah. Yo? Yes. We can hear you. Yes. Perfect. All right. Yo, it's episode (laughs) 16 of Monday Night Hustlers. Um, The date is May 13th. 2019, uh, yesterday was Mother's Day. Are you shooting a vlog right now? What's with the dates? Yeah. Uh, it's called archiving. <laughs>
2: oh. Oh, it's digitally it's- archived on uh, all of our platforms. Before yeah. we talk about Mother's Day, I just wanted to bring up another subject called timing. Yeah. And uh, the lack thereof. Yeah. Well,
1: I, I have something to say about that. Um, none of you guys gave a fuck when I asked to start the podcast
2: when I was home. Um, so fuck you guys. One. You always <laughs> you always come home at like midnight. Yeah, it's gonna be Tuesday morning hustlers in a minute. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: well, today today I had an emergency uh, that I take care of, so I apologize for being late. Probably gonna start a little earlier, but um, but yeah, thanks for hanging on i'm glad you guys are wide awake uh i if i had to bet money on it i thought dan would have already been been gone and, and knocked out yeah
2: you're, so. you're lucky he you had to take care of some work because now he's wired and nice yeah. well, well, dan, well dan i'm glad
0: i'm i'm so happy you guys are because uh need that energy for this episode uh so let's get right into it mother's day mother's day was yesterday um i'm officially happy dedicating mother's this... day. happy
2: mothers happy day to yeah. your mothers
0: i'm i'm officially dedicating this episode to your mothers my mother and everyone who's listening's mother so shout out to <laughs> We
2: and got to keep it tame then got to fucking live a lot to live up to
0: yeah uh so with you boys being in uh argentina would you do, you do do anything just anything to your mother
2: uh yeah we had uh Ashley and Rachel um, help us out and they delivered some flowers, hung out with mom, watching American Idol and just kind of had a, a girls night um, at my mom's house so it was awesome that nice. We shout have out some support back in the shy, Let's take care of mama
0: nice, shout out the the lovely ladies the significant others who you're probably going to make mothers soon <laughs>
2: <laughs> probably going to make mothers, okay yeah get you.
0: Yeah, Scott, what did you do for Mother's yeah. Day?
1: Um, pretty simple. Went to Mama's house. Uh, waited for the family to kind of show up. She's a stubborn old lady, so she uh, refused to allow anyone help her set up for the day. So she did all the cooking and barbecue like that. Just uh, said I got everything, and and uh, like I said, was stubborn and refused most of the help. Uh, but yeah, it was kind of a, it was unfortunate. That my sister in law couldn't be there. Uh, she was working. Um, so she had a wonderful Mother's Day. You know, worked a 12-hour shift. Uh, but yeah, nice. pretty, pretty. I, the weather was shitty, so it was. I don't think there's anything exceptionally nice about Mother's Day other than just kind of being with family. But the nice. I love the.
2: Part. I love the Scott Snapchat of his dad sitting on the couch. <coughs> so oh, <laughs> saying, yeah. what did you write on there? Like you know, uh, Mother's, Mother's Day is obviously
1: not important to
2: him. Yeah. <laughs> did you guys give a shit for it? That's probably the best gift your mother can
0: get. Him just knocked out on a couch. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Um, yeah, how about you? What did you do? Balling my flowers. And then took her out to eat to this place called Silo. It's up in the burps. She wanted to try it out. So. Is it for brunch? Silo? Yeah, brunch. <laughs>
1: Saw, like
0: some yuppie shit. Yeah, it was. It was. She's like, she, the whole time she was talking to me about like what silos are, I'm like, uh-huh. Like a grain silo? Yeah. Is that what the <laughs> fuck is named that-
1: after? She's yeah.
0: <laughs> like, do you know what a silo is? I'm like, yeah. She's like, yeah, it's one of those things where you, you know they keep the crops in there. I'm like, yeah.
2: So- <laughs> I, just, I just read an article the other day saying that brunch on Mother's Day is like being in prison because like... You're always waiting at these restaurants, then, like, the service is terrible because there's so many people out, but I'm hoping you had a better experience. Um, yeah, was
1: that? Yeah, that's, like, that's a fucking rookie move. Bro. Uh,
2: yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: no, I, I agree with that. The service was whatever. My mom was getting a little agitated, and so she kept peppering me with more silo effects. Um, think...
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, then, and then mixed in with, like, her complaining about, like, yeah not getting our food. When are
2: you going to find a wife? Yeah. Yeah. How often
1: does she have that conversation with you?
0: Um, I don't know. Uh, ever since we had to put the dog down, like in January, it's definitely coming up more like, like now I need-, I need a human being to yeah. replace the dog. Yeah. She's like, I need
2: <laughs> i am done with the dog. Where's my, where's my daughter?
0: Yeah. I feel like the question's coming up with quite a bit more. I don't know why recently. Um, well, but I'm either. not,
1: you just hit 30 and you're the only yeah. child. Yeah, I lucked out. I yeah. have, yeah, my mom has eight grandbabies already, so I don't have much pressure on my back. <laughs> no
0: yeah, pressure. that's good. Um, yeah, uh, I guess we can talk about that for another time, but this episode's all about our mother, so yeah. shout out the moms out there.
2: That is moms, moms, moms are looking out for what's best for you, and she wants you to be with someone that's going to make you happy. <laughs>
0: uh,
2: she sees you're miserable. She's
3: trying to. <laughs> she
0: miserable. I'm not that miserable. I don't think I am. I don't think I am at least, uh, all right. But this isn't about my love life. My love life, we all know, is pathetic. So we should, we should
2: add, we should add that as a topic for one of these episodes. Absolutely. Just like, just like, just like, go deep into the analytics of, of of your love life and what it is today, what it can be, and why you're single uh I mean, there's nothing wrong with being single but you know oh i mean there is for long periods of time there is i mean if you want to be single then that's your thing it turns people feel crazy i think yeah all right says so the guy that's been in a relationship for 18 years dude i'm not talking about like you at your 30 years old and <laughs> it's not like you're struggling to get girls you're just choosing not to be with them i'm kidding man i'm kidding I'm just, I just see, like, my like uh, my aunts and uncles that, like, oh, yeah. aren't married. They're, even my, my, like, all my good buddies, I've met their uncles. The, the ones that aren't married, they're fucking nuts. They're crazy. They yeah, <laughs> have yeah. no yeah. one to
0: keep you in check. Maybe I'm just secretly fucking crazy. You never know.
2: Yeah. Uh, so is, is crazy the cause of them being single, or are they crazy because they're single? No, no I, I don't know. I definitely I agree know. with like, No, because dude, how many crazy people do you see together, dude? Yeah, how many murders do you see on TV, though? <laughs> like, even uh, Ashley's uncle. He's crazy. Yeah, but he's a good crazy. Yeah. He's, he's dating yeah, someone. because he buys you fucking, uh... Reuben what it, your tickets? No, or uh, drones. He drones. bought that for Ashley. <laughs> yeah, instead of for Ashley. <laughs> He bought <laughs> Ashley <laughs> a drone? He bought actually a drone. He's like, uh, this here's it. a drone, but Nick's probably gonna use it. She also, he also got her other gifts, but um, I'm just joking. He, he's definitely quirky. He's a he's a quirky guy, but he's super awesome and, and smart. He's like, he's like the uh, kingpin of Pilsen. He owns like 25. properties. <laughs> <laughs> nice. The Pilsen kingpin. He took us he took us on a tour of this uh, one apartment building. He bought like an apartment building with a retail space down below. And it's, it's nice. Like he like gutted the whole thing and is going to make it like, you know, a livable place But then Like the, the bottom floor of the retail space. He's like thinking of, uh, leasing out to like an athletic because it's got like all the proper space for it and stuff. That wasn't, um, was that the place that
1: you sent me the pictures of, of, um, uh, a couple, a couple of months ago, you and Ashley went to, you, I don't know if it was an, did you guys just go to open houses and like Lincoln Park, uh, or was this the place you went to?
2: Uh, no, this, if it was gutted, this was the place that I went to with her, which was her uncle's place. But the one I sent you was when we went to go check out Ashley's, uh, childhood home. So- oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, yeah I, yeah, yeah. I told no, you guys refer- this story. I got. So, you. so Ashley grew up in Bucktown and, you know, their parents like bought this house. It was like a modest house. Now it's up for sale for like 1.25 million or something. And it was for sale. She's like, Oh, let's check it out. And then we went in. <laughs> As like a, as like a married couple looking to buy buy our home and like these guys gave us a tour showed us all the things and like the the, the realtor that was working for us he was like talking to me he's like yeah you could definitely you could do this this water heater is not uh, this water heater is really good it's like solid it's like grounds the concrete or something he was mentioned a bunch of things he's like you could redo all these bathrooms uh, and um, at one point I was like oh, do you mind if I measure the bathrooms because I've got a contractor guy I just want to get a, <laughs> I just to get a good I just wanted to get a good idea of how much it's gonna cost me before we make an offer. <laughs> he want all in. You went all in on this. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it was like it was like an act. It, it was so much fun. Rejected. No, but like at the end of the day, so <laughs> when we were leaving, um, we're like, yeah, yeah, let's talk to our money guy. And then I emailed him like three days later. like, yeah, my money guy uh, doesn't think I should uh, get into like this million dollar project. Damn! Here. Even after you left, you kept the <laughs> fucking gimmick up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't give my phone number. Yeah right. <laughs> what dude, every dick. Time. there's we had a customer support call and some random dude was asking for my for an email, and he's like, "Oh yeah, just contact Dan." <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I Nick once gave out his social security no, number. I gave out the last four of my social. What the fuck? When Has people ask for information, when people ask for information, I'm an open book. You know, literally. Any yeah, yeah, work on that? Have you checked your credit? Uh, have you been compromised? I and mean, my my credit is nothing that anyone wants, so I don't, I'm not worried about that. <laughs> yeah, seriously.
0: That's well, I'm glad we were able to deflect like the last ten minutes away from my love life. So I appreciate you bringing up Ashley's uncle. So shout out that guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, no, no, we, do, no, we I, definitely
3: I, need to put it.
2: We need we need to put it on the pod for like episode twenty one, uh, because 21's a love number, um, and uh, I think that's a good time to talk about it. Why would, why would that might be with- the
1: fucking. Oh my god! I wish you were here right now because you just said that.
2: Why is that twenty-one <laughs> really a love number? Tw- twenty-one is a love number. <laughs> yeah. What The fuck? Do you believe in astrology? That, What's your that, sign, bro? That's that's what my psychic tells me. <laughs> oh my god.
0: <laughs> no, but I, I agree. I agree with Dan. With Dan said, like how women like keep guys in check." Like I feel like me being single, like I'm like a, I'm like a little puppy. Like I just like piss and shit everywhere, and like, like I <laughs> no one to clean up after myself, and like I just. I don't know what to eat at times. I just eat whatever is in my face.
1: I mean, yeah. yeah. I think most guys, they, they not necessarily talk a big game, but they appreciate their being single, but at the same time realize that women are like the guiding hand oftentimes time yeah. in yeah. Uh, uh, their life or
2: can be. Like, guys always complain that women are going to change them, but they're not really changing them. They're just making them better men. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, like, it's just living up to your to your potential. Uh, yeah. Yeah.
0: I'm, yeah. I'm just a piece of shit right now.
2: I've got a few
1: people in my life that I could uh, uh, say that the women have made a detriment in their life as opposed to a benefit, but
2: oh, yeah. <laughs> C- crazy crazy women are out there for sure. Oh,
1: they're not crazy women. Oh. <laughs> <The> women. <laughs> oh. Tell, tell, it tell was me. supposed to be a fucking joke that like never mind. Just never mind. I'm listening. No, it's supposed to be a joke that Nick and Daniel have girlfriends that have changed them for the worse and not the better. Oh there's sure.
2: a funny joke. Wow. We all got it, not yeah, was it. That was that <laughs> joke. That joke, that joke did not land as they say. That's in why I did not finish the fucking joke. <laughs> oh, was you finished thing? it. It just didn't land and then I, I followed up. <laughs> all right, man. You guys are so angry. <laughs> I'm not angry. But hey, I think that was better than my bank and ease joke. Bank and
0: ease. Yeah, I said it last week when you guys were like networking, you guys were talking about networking with banks or whatever.
1: And then like Oh, speaking Bengalis. Yeah, speaking <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, like,
2: I, no, I didn't like, like that was so bad. It's not even in my memory anymore. All right, good. I'm glad. <laughs> um. Oh, oh I, I do have a I do have a dad joke for you. Okay, let's hear it. I mean, I what do, do you? Mom mom to, joke, but okay. What What do you What do you uh, What do you, you call? I'm <laughs> <do you call, laughs> oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, bud. What do you call a blue crayon that's been on a diet for a while? Blue that's been
1: on a diet. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I'm not even going to try to think about that. My brain's fried. Uh, light blue. Oh my god, <laughs>
2: that's not even a dad joke, dude. <laughs> what? Wait, what is it? A blue cran that's been on a diet for a while. Well, no, light blue. Light blue. <laughs> okay. light blue.
0: You guys need to follow no, all, guy all, guy. all the wild, listeners. Light all the listeners. Light. Down. You guys
2: need to. Another you guy. guys need to follow a Facebook page called Dad Jokes got it oh no is there care. after we get off or remind
1: me to tell you tomorrow this this joke my dad told me on saturday it's a polish it's a polish joke and it was fucking it was stupid but it was funny okay is it too um, raunchy for the podcast uh i mean not really that's it um all right so essentially there's um there's three construction workers that are working on a construction site. um I'm not going butcher the, uh, not gonna butcher the joke, but the, he was describing what they were doing that caused the, the incident and the joke. Um, but essentially just imagine that there are uh, these uh, giant uh, um, uh, suspension wires that these guys are working on. So there's an Irish there's an Irish carpenter, there's a Polish carpenter and there's an Italian carpenter um, that are working on this construction site. And there's this uh, this platform that's being suspended by these very uh, um, thin wires, and this Polish the Polish <laughs> carpenter and the Italian carpenter are working on um, are actually working on this platform itself, and the wires snap, and um, both the the Polish guy and the Italian guy get one of their ears severed by the wires because it came shooting back at them, uh, and they both start freaking out obviously because they just lost an ear. Um, and in the process of all of this, someone called nine one one, and the ambulance shows up. The ambulance um, goes to the Italian guy, and he's screaming, he's yelling, kind of in Italian, saying like, "Where's my ear? Where's my ear?" They load him up, load him up on a gurney, and put, put him into, uh, put him into the ambulance. Um, and they go to the Polish guy, and he's uh, he himself is screaming, but he says, "I need my ear, I need my ear." And they go, "Well, there's two ears on the ground. How do you know which one is yours?" He goes, "It's the one with the pencil behind it." <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's stupid because we were working on my aunt's house and i kept sticking a pencil behind my ear because we were making marks and shit and he died it was stupid but it was funny
2: at the same time. <laughs> that's that's uh that's like a dad polish joke yeah for sure balish uh yeah. so how will we yeah. get to the subject matter we were originally supposed to fucking talk
1: about
0: yeah we uh we hijacked this with uh with with guy talk uh it's supposed
2: yeah. to be about our mothers guys so let's stay on on topic selfish um yeah. Mothers, mothers love us as guys, and they yeah. love our talk. <laughs>
0: Made the connection. Um, what was I gonna say? Oh, yeah. So some some figures I pulled uh, for for Mother's Day. Uh, the average American is estimated to spend, or Americans are estimated to spend twenty three point one billion dollars on Mother's Day. Um, Two point six billion on on flowers alone. That's, That's a actually mother. a shitload of wild
1: number that's a shitload of money yeah
2: i mean if we break that down is that nationally or just in the u.s i mean is that globally it's, or just in the u.s
1: that's
0: uh u.s you said 2. 26 23.1 billion is, is spent on mother's day so that includes uh you know dinner. jewelry yeah, experiences yeah. dinner but still
1: food. i mean what what are there's like 300 three point or three and a half or oh, jesus christ 350 million people in this country Half you figure are women, and of those, maybe half are mothers.
2: Or you're like, damn, that's that's a shitload of money, I think. Yeah. Wait. No, wait. Hold on. Someone's got to do the math here. So. Someone Google how many mothers there are in America.
0: Uh, that's not a simple question.
2: Really? That's a good question. I'm googling. You guys keep talking.
0: <laughs> um, Scott, you got a a flower fact? Give us, give us no, guess.
1: fuck that. We'll do that after this. Let's okay. start to talk about just the economy. You, you said you yeah. pulled up some facts and figures. Um, um They said they said
0: uh one of the key factors to uh so Mother's Day spending on Mother's Day is increasing year over year for the last like five years, and they said one of the biggest contributors to that is uh millennials and social media. <laughs> Everyone everyone's got a flex on the grammar. Facebook, ah, uh, you know, no, that's
1: not it, that's definitely another. not it. What they do yeah. for the mothers, yeah, I can see that, and that's lame as fuck. yeah. And the number one expense
0: is uh, it's jewelry, but right under that, like a real popular one is like an
1: experience.
0: Gift.
2: That's that's only $51 <laughs> per mother, is it really? Yeah, because there's 43 million mothers, 43 million mothers in America,
1: yeah. wow, yeah. Oh, shit. so my number, well, my number was off, but yeah,
2: yeah, me and Nick spend 50 bucks a piece, yeah. There you go,
1: there you go, baby. I was pretty, I was pretty close to that too.
2: That that makes sense. That's not that. That's not that bad. If anything, I think that number should. be Wait. High. So, what's the average person has? What do they have to spend? Fifty-three dollars. 50, Fifty. Fifty-one dollars on average. Wow. Yeah, I definitely. Sh- I mean, at least it sh- I think it should be up at like. And car. like, if you think about it, mothers have multiple children, so like each of them are spending more. So it's probably less per person.
0: So we're not spending enough on our mothers is what you're saying.
2: Yeah, exactly. It should be at least a hundred bucks. Once a year, your mother gave you life. (laughs) Yeah, failure.
1: failure. I'm a failure. Yeah, Yeah. she gave me a life and I didn't even want to be born. So whose fucking fault is that? (laughs) (laughs) Damn, it's
2: getting dark. (laughs) I didn't want to be born. Thanks, (laughs) mom. And Scott just climbed there back into There modules. was a lawsuit a couple months ago about some dude trying to sue their parents for giving. Birth. Yeah, yeah. Really? That
1: yeah.
2: Like that, 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 that should just, live in his parents' basement. There should be there should be such things as slap sentences, and where the judge just slaps the shit out of whoever's <laughs> being stupid. Yeah,
1: that would be pretty good. Pretty good idea, I think.
2: Oh, okay. yeah, they could probably straighten and, some people up. At least yeah, for getting pub, pub, a public slapping.
0: Yeah. Oh, and I read the the due to increase as well in um in spending is because um one in five Americans ages twenty three to thirty seven, one in five Americans in that age range are still living at home. Um because of because I mean they, it's not that There's they don't student
2: loan debt. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well
0: well that and like higher costs in, in in rental units and also homes so and probably lack of increase. well i mean the people that
2: are renting the people that are renting and not buying homes are causing that increase in higher rent so it's, it's yeah they're to blame for that um but yeah so I also well conversely the- you
1: can also blame developers or individual you know uh, um uh townships or cities that aren't developing you know more land for the population so they
2: well, so they're developing in. more rental properties, but they can't keep up with the the millennial generation that doesn't want to own a home. They want to rent everything. So, you know, ho- homes and condos are, are less abundant. And they don't want to rent suburbs either.
0: They want to live in the city. That's why, like, they're just building and, or they're trying to just build up as much as they can. Yeah. Yeah. You put it there.
2: I'm going to buy all the places and they can rent for me. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Yeah. Yes. You, you got a guy now. You got, you got, uh, what's his name? Uh, Ash, ashley's uncle you talk to your money guy you just talk to your money guy and he'll get it for you yeah
2: i need to talk to my money guy. <laughs> i love, I love that I love me spending four thousand percent of my uh my net worth yeah did, i mean does he know what you do did, like does he have an i
0: mean i'm sure he knows that you like have an app like does he assume yeah yeah yeah
2: and i think that's what like, you're breaking it in to him agreeing for the meeting but little did he know the real situation yeah <laughs> He must not read startup blogs. <laughs> I wasn't. I had something I was going to say about Mark Cuban. I forgot.
0: Oh, that's what I wanted. Uh, actually, no, Scott give us I I, I got it now. But Scott, I mean, yeah, he
1: wanted flowers. me to come up with a, a fact about flowers or yeah, science, something. Science back with Scott,
0: uh, and this one is going to be centered around uh, centered around flowers. Yeah.
1: Um, so there's not a lot of interesting. <laughs> facts about flowers that people don't really know already um the only kind of cool thing that i was researching is that uh i think a lot of people know giving flowers has kind of been a sentiment or a a gift idea for kind of the dawn of man essentially since forever uh but back in the day um when i say back in the day i mean thousands of years ago like during the egyptian uh ancient egyptians and middle ages uh they had a lot more significant meaning And some um, some cultures actually use them as uh, instead of having like uh, um, coded messages, like when you were talking to, you know, within the military or trying to send information, they actually coded their messages with flowers, meaning that individual flowers had a specific meaning or represented a specific word. And they would send a bouquet set up in a certain way to uh, convey or transport a message. But um, hieroglyphic. Yeah, well, they were on hieroglyphics. That's how I know the Egyptians, the ancient Chinese had a. It was a, 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 a large part of their culture. That's where you see the cherry blossoms all the time. Everyone gets that fucking tattoo because right. the same Chinese or is that Japanese? Japanese, maybe that's Japanese. Um, but yeah, I mean, flowers have been around forever, obviously. Um, and they've, they've a lot of- <laughs> flowers have been around
2: forever. How do you, uh, how do they make different colored flowers? The same flower in different colors? They don't make uh, it. I mean, they don't make it. I mean, like unless they they're manufactured. They put food coloring in the in the water. Yeah,
1: well, that's that's actually a simple experiment you can do. Is like if you take celery and you cut it and you put it in dyed water, the 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 tubules of the celery will will absorb all of it, and the, your celery will turn colors.
2: Tell me more. Tell me more about tubules. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I can tell you more about flagella. What's that? Yeah, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: that's the tails of the little spurt of your sperm that allow them to move. Oh,
2: <laughs> sperm tails.
1: Okay. Sperm sperm well, that, that flower fact, uh, some it sounds like a, are called an, sounds an, an, like a angio, porn. Angiosperms.
3: <laughs> an, wow,
1: this angio. is going, this is tailing off really well. Uh, t- terribly.
2: oh, tailing, pun intended.
1: Yeah, actually, I, that kind of was. Um, no, it's another one. Uh, flowers were around uh, four times as long as dinosaurs have been around, so they've been, they've been, around for quite a long God. time.
2: Scott, let me stop you. Are you giving flower history or flower science? I want to hear oh. about like a flower that like eats flies or like a flower that like saves lives or something.
1: Are there flowers on Mars? No. Ooh. There's, at least there's none that's been recorded. Okay, everyone knows the good old Venus flytrap. Uh that's I don't do believe that? that's a flowering plant. I think that's just an actual plant. So um, It's not a flower? Well, not all plants. Well, there's plants and then there's flowering plants. So <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> I thought the,
2: the I thought the mouth on a Venus flytrap was the flower of the plant. Well then where the rest of where's the fucking rest of the plant? Nick, that's the a good question. Stem.
1: Uh <clears throat> no, I mean uh, flowering plants i mean, I'm pretty sure is that the flower itself was like the mechanism in order for them to procreate. So like a lot of flowers have the um, they have the the male portion and the female portion, and some flowered plants just have the male, and then others have just the female, and that's where like people get uh, people have allergies because of the pollen. Well, all the pollen is essentially the seeds that are being spread to other flowers in order for those flowers. Don't to flowers be. have like testicles? What's at the bottom bulb, like right? uh yeah, man, I can't remember the proper terminology, but they do have uh, yeah. There's angiosperms, which are uh, flowering plants that produce the sperm or essentially the seed that would impregnate another flower to produce more flowers. Okay. Uh,
2: what the fuck is it called? Yeah, it's
1: a pistol. See, and
2: got a... that. That was a flower science fact. But I love that. Yeah, I watched like a documentary about like growing cannabis and how <laughs> <laughs> there you go. through no, like through these centuries, like because like, I guess like indigo is like in Russia. <laughs> Uh-huh. And, like, the other kind of weed was in, like, the, the United States area in Canada. And how the, the males are actually, like, the five-leaf uh, leaves that you see. And the females are, like, the buds. Uh-huh. And, uh, like, how they literally shipped these plants to the United States, like, hundreds of years ago. And they started, like, migrating. And that's, that's how they, like, mutate like cannabis nowadays is like all these crazy uh, you keep like taking it's like it's like breeding people you know you like take the yeah that's, that's the exactly, strongest.
1: That's, yeah, that's how dogs, I mean, that's the same thing with dogs. I mean, you take a specific breed of dog, or you know, you, you mix two different types of dogs together, and then you just keep crossbreeding like their offspring yeah. with other dogs, and you get these different uh, um, breeds of dogs. Yeah, exactly like you said with the cannabis. That's all they do, is they just take a new strain of the succeeding generation and they just breed it with another one, and uh, you get a whole new
2: strain. Yeah, it was just, it was just crazy how like. Specific it got is it just kind
0: of interesting. Yeah, for sure. That's Swahili gold.
1: Swahili
0: gold. Yeah, I, I watched the Vice thing on that of like just r- regular people just farming that stuff. It just grows like plentiful in there because the soil there is so prime. Really? Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like they literally grow like tons of it.
1: Tons. I'm talking. It's about- amazing. Who Did was it? Tons. There was there was just a celebrity that kind of got a lot of some backlash. Of course, it was because it was a white celebrity, I think. Uh, But they opened, um, they have have their own farm of, uh, or they have their own um, grow up going on with with marijuana or cannabis. And they, in their Instagram photo, they had like a a fridge or some type of uh, uh, appliance that essentially preserved the, all oh, the cannabis they had. And, uh, it was like, I mean, it was not your standard fridge. It was like twice the size of your standard fridge. And they opened the door and it was, just, uh, it was a celebrity. And the whole thing was just from top to bottom.
2: Wasn't that like Tommy Lee or something? And I don't think it was because I think it's just because they were showing off the fact that white people can, uh, get away with having all this weed when everyone else. Well, yeah, was, I mean, yeah, it was, I don't know. I don't remember what celebrity and I was,
1: uh, I was just obviously making a joke, but, um, some of it had to do with whiteness. I mean
0: Wait, where's it?
1: California. I mean, it's legal, right? It's yeah, I w well, I don't like I said I don't know who the fuck it was or where it was. You at. See Colorado
0: became the first state to legalize mushrooms.
1: I thought that was still on the docket. I don't know they'd done it already. Yeah, they did it. Hallucinogens. Yeah, hallucinogens.
2: Nick, move to Colorado. I I don't want I don't like weed or mushrooms because they make me feel weird <laughs> <laughs> i've actually never tried mushrooms but weed makes you feel weird good for you good for you jump
0: where now to be a straight arrow me a straight arrow. um oh i got a little funny thing about uh arkansas um anyways i guess ask you guys first how's how's arkansas treating So
2: i've been waiting for you to ask this question no, sorry um, we went to uh, the Arkansas Travelers uh, baseball game, which is a minor league team that feeds the <laughs> St. Louis Cardinals. Go Travs. Go Travs. I bought a hat. I bought a yeah! Hat. It's, a, it's a possum. I bought a hat. Dude! So. Can, can you get me one? I will send you money. Can you please get me one? What? For sure, uh, yeah. The, so this one, this one's a good, like, stretchy fit, because I got a big-ass head, um, and uh, it was, it was 30%. 30% off. I got it for 20 bucks. Nice.
0: Yeah, but that's they—they they support the Cardinals. You—you you can't do
2: that. Oh, uh, I don't—I don't care. It's a minor league team, man. You got to support. Yeah, so, like, you know, you know what their mascot is? You said a possum, right? Yeah, it's a possum. So it's a possum on a hat. <laughs> oh my god, that's awesome.
1: That's exactly why I want you to
2: buy me one. Okay, I'll get you. I'll get you a couple. Uh, just
1: one will do, but okay. <laughs> no, I'll get you
2: like seven of them. Or oh, we should go to a game when you come out here. Oh yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah, that would be awesome. It's
1: coming up. It's coming up. I'm, less than a month. Nice. When
2: are you guys coming? Uh, the 7th through the 10th. 7th through the 10th.
1: Okay. Uh, uh, Rolid, are you coming? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be there. I'm trying to convince Syed still to come. He says that he hopes his employees are going to be uh, up to speed with uh, taking care of the store, so he might be able to come. That'd be
2: awesome, for sure.
1: Fuck yeah.
0: yeah. Um, oh, that's what uh, I wanted to bring up. Uh, speaking of sports. The uh, Cleveland Browns signed this punter who went to college in Arkansas. So this punter, he's from originally from Scotland, and he got the scholarship offer from the school in Arkansas. And then mm. he said he had no idea that Arkansas was even a state, and <laughs> that when he got there, he he, he was pronouncing it as Arkansas.
2: Arkansas, yeah. he was yeah. pronouncing it as.
0: Yeah. So. I mean, I well, feel me like make a, that's
2: a common mistake.
0: Yeah. So. That's I don't know why one.
2: it's not called Arkansas. <laughs> Yeah, I was about to say, yeah, the English language makes no fucking sense. Our English. Our our American language. How do you you say Kansas? Kansas. How do you say Kansas with A-R in front of it? Arkansas. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Where's the S-A-W, motherfucker? Uh,
1: uh, Yo, that's a good point. It's like Illinois. Why is the S
2: silent? When is an S ever silent? (laughs) Because, because gangsters are like S's in lasagna, they stay like silent. Oh, no, it's uh, never mind, that's, that's a Low Wayne lyric that went terribly wrong Yeah <laughs> No, G's stay silent like in lasagna or something I was about to say, wait I was like, since when is an S silent in lasagna motherfucker Oh <laughs> uh,
0: man No, but like, yeah, we, we have a whole bunch of fucking words in our language that we just put extra letters in for no reason at all
1: Yeah, they make, they make no sense
2: Well, you can blame Benjamin Franklin for that shit
0: yeah, fuck him. That's why he never became a president.
2: <laughs> a uh, I, his kite flying ass.
1: is <laughs> <laughs> on the hundred dollar bill. That motherfucker. Um, I gotta stop saying motherfucker. i said it like eight times already. Yeah, sorry, I've I've I swore so much on this podcast. It's a, it's and, a, it's a Mother's Day uh, yeah. podcast. Yeah, shout out to yeah. the mom. Take it back. I'm, I'm taking it take back. back.
2: How uh, was how's the your week? Been Are you guys what been there two weeks? Is it, this is week three. The beginning of week three um it's been good so far um a lot of we're learning a lot about how to uh align our product with financial institutions we're talking a lot of people we've got some good support um i feel like this is a you know obviously a great opportunity for us um to get this in the hands of more people um so um dan and i are busting our asses dan like i've been listening to a bunch of dan's demos and just like impressed with how he's pitching the product and, you know, just kind of conveying our message. Uh, we just had a meeting today talking about, you know, our point of the business. We're not selling what our product can do. We're selling why our product matters. Um, so it's uh, a lot about, you know, telling the story, why it's important. And then, you know, sprinkling in like the the, the numbers and the metrics behind it. Because um, they show this graph of the adoption process of a product. And the beginning is like these super early adopters, which don't really buy what your product is doing, because there's no data to support it.
1: Uh-huh. But
2: they're buying why you're doing it, because they understand your vision, your mission, why your product is what it is. And they showed this TED TED talk video, which I'm sure a lot of people saw where this guy draws three circles on a, on a whiteboard, essentially, and like the middle circles, why Um, the the second uh, inner circle is what no the second inner circle is how and the third inner circle is what so most companies start from what then how then why and companies that are successful with selling their product like Apple for instance they start with the why and then they start with the how and then they go to the what so that's why Apple was successful selling more than just computers. Because w- Apple is a computer company, and what they do is sell computers. But why would you ever buy an iPod from a computer company? Why would you ever, ever buy headphones from a computer company? Why would you ever buy music from a computer company? It's because they're marketing their why, not their what. So then, then he compared it to, like, Dell and, like, uh, Gateway. He thought, like, Dell came out with an fp 3 player. Nobody bought it because they were always pitching the, the what, then the how, and then nobody heard about the why. So Apple was successful because they started with the why and people just fell in love with what they were doing and why they were doing it. Um, and that's why they, could, they transitioned to so many other products outside of just computers.
1: Uh, I, I got to say is I, I mean, I'm not a big tech guy. Like I appreciate technology, new technology that comes out, but I'm not one of the ones that's at the forefront always kind of updating <clears throat> the stuff that I have. But I not recently, but sometime in the past year, I rewatched, a, <clears throat> excuse me, um Steve Jobs' little pitch when he first announced the, I think the first iPhone, Mm -hmm. and kind of in the process of doing all that, he was talking about all these different features and what they are integrating into this small kind of handheld device, and that he talked about it, and the delivery on, like you said, incorporating all, why would you have as opposed to, you know, a phone was always this one functioning product, or a, a computer was essentially this one functioning product as well, where, you know, you'd go on and write papers or do research or have access to games. Like, it had it had a, an array of, of functions, but a, a, a very narrow array. And like I said, the, the cell phone, or you had an MP3 player, and he decided, to, well, why not incorporate all of it together? And, yes. um I, I remember watching that. Like I said, I'm not a big tech guy, but even I had some appreciation for his ability to kind of do that, and just the reaction from the crowd was uh, was pretty
2: mesmerizing. Yeah, it's funny how like he could. So like he was a smart guy, but he could sell anything because he told you why he was doing it. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, like, I mean, that's like, like selling the selling, what selling I got the benefits. Yeah, selling the benefits of what you're getting out of it, as opposed to, hey, look what this can do. Yeah. This is why you want this to do this. So do you guys mind
0: sharing? You're kind of why, how, and what
2: for change with us? Well, yeah, I mean, we're we're doing this because we understand the problem as student loan borrowers and we understand that we're doing this to help more and more borrowers get out of their debt sooner so they can live the lives they intended after college. Uh, We're doing this, the how is, with uh, our current product being mobile application that helps you pay down your student loan debt sooner. Um, and that's, that's also the, what the, what is the, it's a mobile app. The, how is the, we help you make additional payments and get you out of this sooner. And the why is because we understand the problem and we want to get people out of, out of this debt sooner. So, um, it's, it's still, even when we're pitching, we're always like trying to explain the, the how and the what. But we need to focus a little bit more about, about the why and why we're doing it. So that's why, like, storytelling and making a compelling um, point that people can understand um, is going to be powerful for us.
0: Okay. Okay, I dig it. Um, any other notable events in Arkansas? Uh, Kansas? <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, so, yeah, Friday was this baseball game. Saturday we went out with a couple other companies and kind of raged. I uh, we went to this bar um, right by the office. It's called Brewski's, and it was—it reminded me of like, uh, Champagne, Illinois, and like, um, like it was like a college bar. Um, and it was fun, but I, you know, I we raged a little bit too hard. I haven't raged that hard since like my thirtieth birthday, so uh, I need I need to slow my roll and understand where I'm at in my life.
1: No, isn't it funny how I, I was reflecting on this the other day is about you know when we were in our early twenties and how how often you know you didn't you wouldn't just go out on a Friday night you'd go out on a Friday and a Saturday night um and how the older we get how I really appreciate just I mean just even you know five six years removed how I really appreciate just not doing shit on a Saturday and kind of just. You know, moseying in onto Sunday and relaxing, going to the gym, and kind of having a productive Sunday as opposed to just using it as a day for recovery from Saturday. Uh,
2: yeah. We, we've that, come a that, long that, way. That was my Sunday uh, this week, and I did not enjoy it at all. Um, enough to, like, say, like, I like back, back in the day in our 20s, like, yeah, it's a recovery Sunday, but we had so much fun on Saturday. Uh, yeah, now exactly. it's like, man, I don't want to do that again because I don't yeah, like, you have to do Try everything in your power to justify why the
1: hell you want out on Saturday. Yeah,
2: exactly. I'm like, there's no reason we should have been out drinking that much. Yeah. Are the, uh, the other startup founders, are
0: they like around your age? Are they just younger than you guys?
2: Yeah, I mean, we um, most of them are our age or higher. There's a young guy, like in his early 20s. Um, most of them are around our age, though. So.
0: Okay. Uh, what was I going to say?
1: Well, I was going to ask real quick is what, what kind of – are you guys interacting with each other really or is this kind of just a uh, more of a, a centrist-focused kind of uh, of um, kind of boot camp thing that you're accelerating, you guys are going to where you guys focus on your thing and then it's kind of networking and just kind of introducing yourselves to other people or is there act, like an active attempt to um, get everyone in there trying to work together or see the big picture that they're trying to generate for you guys?
2: yeah i mean we're we're obviously connecting with the other founders here um and that's beneficial for multiple reasons you know just the network and um knowing people um but yeah we 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 work together we try to schedule meetings um with people that are like today i went to a meeting that another founder scheduled with with a with a company that is part of this fis thing um and you know like they kind of put that together so like None of the companies here are competitive in any regard, so there's no, like, animosity or anything. So, everyone's trying to work together, but at the end of the day, the goal is to figure out how to align your product and sell to financial institutions.
1: I was going to say is, and I know we haven't talked about this at least, I guess, too much, and you don't have to get too detailed about it, but is, are there, like, are there like upper echelon people that are coming in and kind trying to help you guys or they just have like a wide array of resources and you're
2: given space and you're constantly just able to interact with those kind of people. I mean, yeah, there's upper echelon people. We're, we're connected with some um, executives over at the company, the multi-billion dollar public company um, that we're working with. Um, you know, they're introducing us all, like the mayor of Little Rock was at our kickoff event. We're going to, go to an event and hang out at the governor's mansion uh later on this month or next month um so they're trying to get everyone involved um so yeah i mean it's not like i mean we're meeting executive level people at like like big banks so um it's i mean i would say it's definitely something like the cramming 50 banks into a 12 week program where we would have to spend years and years to try to get those connections and these conversations. So they're kind of like facilitating all of those. I got, you. That's, that was kind of my question. Was it more no. of like
1: an 1871 situation where you guys are oh, no. devices and those resources are available to you, or do they kind of really try to push more? Um, like you said, you're, you're meeting these, all these people that in, in a short time frame in, in, when it would normally have taken you such a long time to kind of have yeah. access to all this stuff. Yeah, it's definitely more more of a push than a uh, resources available thing. Gotcha.
0: Okay. Okay. So if I uh, know, I know it's, it's kind of early uh, in this accelerator, but if you like, have you and Dan talked about kind of what, what would be like the ultimate goal or accomplishment that you'd get out of this accelerator? You know, it's like, um,
2: you if, like if you have your eyes on like one prize, what would that be for like being a part? Of I this? mean, so our, our goal over the 12 weeks is, is to get three to four financial institutions to work with us. Um, but the the end goal is that to, to sign an agreement with with FIS to um, essentially resell our product to over 20,000 financial institutions. Um, so if we if we do well, we're essentially, um, you know, given a team of four or 500 salespeople that are going to sell our product in some capacity.
0: Okay, nice. Um, well, I hope you guys get that. You guys, for sure. I'll, well, Scott walked away. I have a question for Scott about this living situation now. Scott, how are you living now that, uh, You've been on your own for a couple weeks. How is it hanging?
1: Uh, do, you miss, do you miss Nick? Yeah, I, I, I certainly do. I got to admit, the first two weeks, have been, <laughs> I mean, they've been the exact opposite of exhilarating in the sense that, like, nothing has that honestly happened. But um, I guess, I don't know. Um,
2: what are the pros and the
1: cons? Like, obviously, there's pros. So, So, uh, so the pros, so... I mean, everyone, at least the people here know that I can be kind of a hothead sometimes and the smallest things will drive me up the wall for no reason. And um, I'm not trying to justify that. That's just who I am as a person. So um, I-, I guess living with people for the longest time, I'm kind of a generally neat person. So um, I guess being able to see how much kind of uh, mess I generate Compared to what might normally be here, is like a pro. Like I'm like yeah. In my head, I'm justifying. I'm like yeah. Nick makes more of a mess, mess than I do. Is there uh,
2: still is there still crap on the back of the toilet?
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know what I was really amazed about is that the same amount of fucking hair is still on the floor. So it's definitely all my all me. Um, but no, so yeah. I mean the pros. I guess I um, one of the things I guess yeah. It's just I the ability to not or be able to sleep or, or or not have any distractions outside of just myself. Um, I got to admit is one of since you guys have been gone, like I've like not touched my Xbox besides like going to bed and watching TV. It's really weird. i figure like, Oh, I don't, I don't have to worry about Nick coming home and feeling bad that I'm sitting on my Xbox. And lately I've just been like going to hang outside or, or, um, trying to do other things uh i'm glad but- i'm glad i can make you feel bad for sitting on your xbox yeah uh but <laughs> then so the cons i mean yeah just the general kind of uh friendship or just companionship that i that's not here again it's only been like it's only been two weeks so that hasn't really settled in yet uh and i've been spending a lot of time with syed so again i've you know i have kind of found an outlet in one of my other friends then more than you replaced nick wow <laughs> well no nick replaced me with another location okay uh <laughs> Uh, but no, and I, I, generally just miss you guys in general. Cause you make me laugh. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I miss me. How, uh,
2: how do you, how do you feel about being replaced? <laughs> I, I, I can never be replaced. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Um, Shame on you for thinking he could be Wally. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I miss, I miss just the day-to-day interactions of like, Oh, when's Scott going to be home? And
1: yeah, um, I mean, it's
2: one of those things that they, they were, you know, is you got your own thing going on with, with your
1: business. And I mean, I, I have work and I've worked a long hours. Um, so our interactions were limited, but even just that 10, 15 minute talking and just
2: goofing around was, uh, I yeah. mean, Can we, can we talk about your sales thing?
1: Uh, sure. I don't want to jinx it, but, um, uh, Nick pretty much, um, working out of 1871 had met a gentleman, uh, who started a company essentially training, Um, either retraining or getting people just out of college or who are trying to make a career uh, change, uh, training them in the sales market, um, teaching them how to be great salespeople. Uh, And I've been looking for career shift or career change because uh, currently my position or the field I'm working in doesn't have very much upward mobility outside of getting Uh, furthering my education and because I have student loan debt I'm really not uh, interested in doing that but uh, this company specifically as Nick uh, pointed out to me they they trained uh, people in sales and uh, essentially assist and aid in placing them in uh, companies whether it be tech um, hospitality uh, the medical field um, with companies that need salespeople. so uh, I essentially applied or contacted their talent manager uh, uh, about being interested in this program that they offer. It's essentially, a workshop for uh, one week. It's like fifty hours, on uh, learning all of um, kind of sales pitches and yeah, it's like a boot camp. Um, yeah, it's a boot camp and, and essentially in the sales field. So I have a, a question for you. Yeah, did
0: you listen to our podcast when Dan tells you how to how to sell?
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean I, did, I, did, I mean, I was I, I was there present for that, so I remember some of what he was talking about. That's great. Um, it's certainly, great. I, I think I might go back to it after I learn – if I get into this thing and learn more about sales and, and try to kind of compare to what Daniel said and, and see how it pertains to the field I might be in. You got you to, one, not give a shit. Yeah.
0: Two, give balloons.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't, if I'm working for a tech company, I don't know if I should be fucking sending out uh, hand blown balloons. To All I or...
2: gotta say is there's okay. been so many recruiters that reached out to us, but I remember the lady that dropped off cookies. That's true. She didn't even, she didn't even, oh, know. yeah. I mean, I,
1: I'm certainly, I, I'm sure I'll learn a few tricks of the trade, but yeah, yeah. It, it, like I said, if, if I'm going into this
2: kind of bribe, like, bribe, yeah. bribe people, bribe, work, yeah. I, um, well, that, so like it was great that she dropped it off, but it didn't work. Yeah, it not work. So, but I will remember it forever, and if we ever need staffing, that's who we'll contact. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, long you know, story short,
0: if you, if you guys get sorry, but if sure. you guys get uh, you know, funding and, and you uh, need to grow even bigger than you are now, but there you go. Yeah, that's who we'll go
2: to. Yeah, it's it's a long it's a long term play for sure.
1: Yeah, just for some so five dollar cookies.
2: No, no uh, so but yeah, just
1: to finish up. up. Motherfuck. <laughs> uh, just yeah, just to finish up. Uh, pretty much, there was a three step process. You had a kind of um, talk. I had a first uh, an over the phone interview with the talent manager of this company. Uh, she liked what I had to say and then invited me to take kind of an assessment uh, with like a 15 page kind of assessment about my sales experience, my job history, submitting a resume kind of thing. And, uh, after I kind of did that, they were happy with my responses and gave me an opportunity to have an in-person interview, which I'm going to Thursday. And hopefully after that, then I'll kind of get greenlit to join one of their, um, one week programs. And then after that, you know, the sky's the limit, hopefully. So, um, it's kind of – it's it's a little nerve-wracking, but uh, in the past year and a half, I've had quite a uh, few job changes. So I'm ready to, for another one that I think will be a little bit more fulfilling exactly. than all the previous ones. You already, you already have skill in sales. I heard you on the phone, man. Yeah.
2: yeah. You're, you're a good Oh, I know. It,
1: it, it's more of uh, – when I was, it, when I say I'm nervous, it's kind of just because I want to be uh, – when I was talking to the talent manager, I was asking her to kind of try to break down the week and what that might entail. Um, and whether it was, I was just going to be watching PowerPoint presentations the entire time, but she said there's a lot of uh, um, interaction that happens and role playing that happens with um, uh, with uh, the other people that are in the groups. And like I said, I, it's kind of it's happening quickly. And like I said, I'm excited, uh, and I think that might be kind of where the nerves are coming from. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to just, uh, potentially being in a new career path by
2: the end of the summer. I'm, I'm glad you said that uh, the nerves are part of excitement because today we heard that. <clears throat> when you feel nerves or nervous if you just in your mind say these aren't i'm not nervous i'm excited yeah there's a different outlook on how you're gonna approach. It. i'm excited to be here even if you're nervous like if you're legitimately nervous like hey I'm, I'm just really excited right now and that's just gonna take you into a different kind of you know approach to what you're doing i got i gotta admit there's there's only
1: been i would say despite I think having the ability to uh, communicate with people and just convey my message or the subject matter I'm trying to talk to people about. Uh, there's like only been once or twice that I've been super confident for like a school presentation or, um, uh, or a work presentation. And it was because I, I obviously did my homework or knew what I was talking about. Uh, that that played a huge role in it but it was exactly what you said is that i was nervous going into it despite knowing all the information that i needed to know and being confident about about the knowledge that i had but i never converted i would i I rarely convert those nervous feelings into like a positive image of like what's going to happen but the two or three times that i had a really good experience with the presentation was because i took those nerves and just said hey man you know what you're going to do just kind of ride the wave and and see how it happens and all three times yeah. it was uh, a really good experience for me at least coming out of the you know the tail end of it like once you're finished you feel this like high that I feel like is is unmatched in a lot of um areas of your life. For sure. Absolutely. Um I agree with that. Um
0: yeah so that was that was good. Uh good for our first hour. Scott
2: thanks for sharing that uh we definitely uh hope you I, just get wanna, I just wanna I just want to I just want to give a quick shout out to Ashley, who just started listening to the podcast. She's starting from episode 15 and going backwards. So I told her it's going to go down in quality.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. So from
2: from hey, 15 down to, me, to Ashley,
1: one.
3: Kudos
2: to you. Yeah, that's, that's not good. Tell, tell her to go the other way. Yeah. <laughs> She's going to expose no, us. Like, I mean, just start at 15, go down to like maybe seven, then just go back to 16, 17, 18. Yeah. 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 Fuck the first time. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's, yeah it's, hopefully she can make it to episode nine. Shout yeah. out, Matt. Um, all right. Yeah, let's uh, let's have a quick break and then we'll come back for cutie. Um, kind of, yeah, our, our uh, I'm gonna call it like a hypothetical segment, and where we just kind of we'll go off in a tangent if, if we were a CEO of this coffee company. But
2: okay. uh, uh, can we can we, we uh, please also thank our can we please also thank our sponsor Harry's for uh, providing <laughs> <laughs> for providing the best uh, blades. <laughs> um for not only face shaving but head shaving i've been using harry's for the last three years really enjoy their products um so please no you can't visit. no <laughs> they, they they don't sponsor yeah just because you haven't,
1: you haven't you haven't tried any other products in the past They don't sponsor so. i've
2: tried dollar Shave club dude. dude their their handles are terrible it makes me feel like i'm shaving with a gillette like a like a peasant you can you can give props <laughs> to,
0: <laughs> you can give props to harry when they when they start paying us until then harry's yeah, don't get it. The it.
2: account manager wants to make it big, wants to invest in a in a podcast that's just taken off. Why don't you reach out to us? Well phone number is seven seven three No, it's not Rogers Park. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Anyways, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna cut to our, our real sponsor and that's Anchor. So uh, shout out Anchor for this amazing app that still allows us friends to record an amazing high quality podcast. Appreciate right, you. So we'll be back. Like common Like that's
2: yeah, really no, all. Is.
0: Seriously, like, hey, yeah. All right, we're back. Um, Scott and I we were kind of just talking about uh, college degrees
2: and how we think college is going to be obsolete. What do you guys think? Yeah, it's 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 definitely definitely something that required at a lot of the big companies, um, but you're still going to need training. So. A lot for a lot of these careers. Yeah, so whether it's boot camps or alternative education um, platforms,
0: do you think it's kind of hard?
2: or you think it'd be hard to? I I
0: I feel like it'd be a little harder, um, because you know, school kind of gives you that path of like, okay, take all these different classes, and then from there you can kind of like pick and choose or figure out what you want to do. Whereas then, if it's kind of like you, you got to be on your own, I hope like that next generation of kids like don't just kind of like fail or like don't figure out what they want.
2: It's going to be so like, tech, I think like technical white collar work or whatever you want to call it, like, oh, yeah, is, is going to turn into blue collar. Like right. De- developers, I think, are going to be a damn a dozen in the next couple of decades. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, like, like
0: the main focus of every. School. Well,
1: that's what I, well, i've been trying because i was asking my nephew who's eight years old and he's really big uh <laughs> no no well all right sorry la- laugh that shit off all you want um he's big into math and science and i've been asking if he's taking any second language courses at school and he's learning spanish in school and i've been trying to pitch to his mom and dad to getting into a coding class because i want him to be able to have that skill set before he even finishes high school it's not even going to be something that's like it's gonna be secondary on his resume because he he's already had the skill set for so long. That's something Scott. That I told I,
2: Scott, I told you about that platform that's called like Kidmoji or something where it, it uh, or Codemoji or Emoji. Oh code yeah, or something yeah, with, yeah. You were telling me that it okay. like it like trains kid at kids at an early age to understand how <clears throat> coding works. So like you put seven emojis together and it builds something or something that like at least gets the concept of what code does. Um, you know, cause like even me today, like it's hard for me to understand what code does. Like if I change one little line here, it's going to make something completely fall to crap. But if at an early age you understand, you know, your actions on what you write in code, which is a language affects what comes out just like a language, um, you know, then you're set up for learning more of that syntax and stuff like that. Yeah. Does that, does it work for like dirty olds? Cause I, I feel like I could, that Yeah. Be Dude, you can you can learn coding for free, online. You could like build an email template or whatever it is online. Like that's how I've been, I've been learning by using emojis. With, I've been I've been learning because I've been forced to learn. So like I'm in HTML code and like editing stuff that I have no idea what happens. But luckily there's a preview window on the other side. So if I delete one line of code, it's it's gonna you know blow up my email template or whatever it is. And I learn. All right, I need to delete table row to table row or I need to do this or that to make things work properly. Um, I, I, I'm not saying I can build anything like legitimate out of scratch, but I can edit code. Um, and that's not something I've ever been able to do before.
0: Yeah. I took a class into Paul on how to create like your own, uh, uh, webpage, And, um, mm-hmm. uh, the only thing I applied it to was I went to the Wikipedia page of, uh, of, of Rogers Park, and I and I changed it, and I put I put myself in there for a couple
2: of things.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> you need, you need need code? code, huh? So if I go to the Rogers Park Wikipedia page, Welding
0: Hamden will be there. So like, uh, no, not anymore. Some some moderator fucking nerd like went in there. Like, this, <laughs> this, added, this, this added no value to to the page, so we we removed it. But I I have like um the screen recording of it, so if like. And, and pictures, so I, I'll send it to you guys. But yeah, I'm in there. I wasn't there.
2: P- post it on uh, the Money Night Hustle's Instagram.
0: Okay.
1: Um,
0: oh, yeah,
2: propose your little uh, CEO thing. Oh, yeah. So Maybe you guys can get
0: Okay. To yeah. So uh, if you guys, uh, I don't know if you guys read that article last week by CNNBC. So last week's episode, episode four of Game of Thrones, uh, they forgot to uh, remove a coffee cup from a scene and then, you know, it made waves and, And then all these memes came out on the internet about, you know, Starbucks. And then a financial analyst uh, estimated that 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 cup and the popularity of the show and how much traction it got online and and in the media uh, gave Starbucks a free free marketing uh, uh, estimated around a value of uh, $2.3 billion. And it turns out it wasn't Starbucks. So me as like a, I don't know, guess I'm in sort of the consumer products, good uh, business, but also just being a, having kind of that sort of business mind, how would you feel if you were that, if you're the CEO of that actual coffee company that, that provided coffee for the set of Game of Thrones, like, how would you feel about that? And what would you do about,
2: well, first yeah. of all, first of all, do we know that it wasn't just coffee from, like, the craft table or, like, coffee that they were giving out for free? And second, companies that um, provide that type of non-logo cup coffee, I don't think they're trying to do the same thing Starbucks is doing in terms of reaching right. the they're, they're like market. So, like, even if it was, like, you know, grinding gears coffee shop in L.A. that has one shop, what would that do to their business as far as, right. you know, A, but I guess my, my scenario
0: is, is – is, yeah, and I, I was thinking that as well. It's probably just like a random – or like just a kind of catering com- – random catering company uh, of some sorts. But still, that's still – they missed out on $2.3 billion worth of marketing.
1: I mean, yeah. I mean, well, I don't understand. And granted, they might not have like a social media team or people that even pay attention to the show. Um, but the simple fact that there was that missed opportunity where they couldn't have gotten out in front of the story after it aired right away and someone right. said, hey, this was us. You know, sorry yeah. for – ruining Game of Thrones episode before ago, go, but we, you know, even do a promotional thing where you get 50 cents off a cup of coffee because, you know, you notice the, yeah. the cup of coffee in the, or, or, so. yeah,
0: yeah that, that, that's, that's a great point. I like that Scott. That's a, that's a great move. That by is a good point. CEO.
2: I wonder if someone did that, but at the same time, the $2.3 billion in marketing isn't the same value for a company who can't handle that. Yeah. Hardware. Well, yeah, of course, with yeah, it would be much a fraction of that. Uh, huge right.
0: It would be, it would be a lot of, I mean, they would get, a, I think they would get a lot of demand and, and, and inquiries about, about their business, which would, I mean, give them more business. And, and if
1: not, if not just like direct value, like monetary value that like you Nick, generated, you might actually, and granted our news cycle is constantly so quick, but you'd actually have people just talking about the business for a handful of days because of this gaffe that happened on Game of I would, World. yeah, I would
0: have loved to have been that, yeah, that company that wasn't Starbucks. Like, uh. Nick, if if Mark Cuban came up to you and or Nick and Nick and Dan, sorry, Nick and Dan, if Mark Cuban came up to you guys with 2.3 billion dollars and he's like, you can only use this for marketing, what kind of growth does change get out of that?
2: That's that's too much. I mean, we're, we can scale to infinity, but the thing is, when you have that type of money, you spend it unwisely. Um, it's going back. So yeah, like, yeah, You talk I'm about a big, that. I'm a big. I'm a big. I'm fan saying of,
0: yeah, but but I'm saying Mark Cuban is saying. Nick and Dan, you can only use this for marketing. That's what you're going to do. What kind of growth projection do you see? And how quickly like, does
2: your growth happen with 2.3? So 000. honestly, when you have that type of money, um, you have to use it um, scheduled. You have to use it in a way that you're not just dumping $2.3 million in a year. Billion, or a billion, billion. Whatever, billion. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like that type of money, you need to, all right, let's figure out our, mm-hmm. our customer acquisition costs. Let's figure out the channels that <laughs> give us the you lowest know cost for acquisition. I would just pay off a billion dollars in student loans. It caused so much controversy.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, that'd be
2: great. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Oh, yeah, huh? Boom. Great PR. Yeah. great PR. Yeah. Good. Sign up to change and get a piece of the billion. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah, all those people who didn't sign up for change, like, yo, you're SOL right now. Come back for the next billion, maybe.
3: There
0: you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I was I was saying if I was like potentially if I was the CEO of that company, I would just make sure like to differentiate my my cup of coffee. Like the the cup. Like don't make it the same color scheme as, as Starbucks, even though like the white cup is just probably yeah. like operational cost wise better. Yeah. It's yeah. cheaper because you don't have to dye the cup. But I what I would do, I was just Make it some absurd but how color. How would you
2: have known? How would you have known that that would ever end up like that? That's very unlikely that it would ever end up on a you know TV show like that. That's so like, like that's like telling someone how how did you know to invest in like Apple twenty years ago? Did you invest in Apple twenty years
0: ago? Uh, my mom did.
2: Oh shit, she's good.
0: Um, but yeah, but it's like, but again, that's that's a two it, it it's essentially now like a two point three billion dollar mistake. Like you don't want to ever like no matter what the cost is of 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 to modify that cup now it's like well it guarantees gonna be less than 2.3 billion dollars like that's that's what i would do i mean that's yeah but
2: as as a ceo as a as a co-founder of a company you're not thinking about the regrets i know i'm not thinking
0: about the regrets i'm thinking about the the future of if we ever do cater for another big tv show or anything else that when people see that cup of coffee that's okay that's
2: not that's that that's the reactionary mindset which which can be beneficial, but yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but hopefully, as, as the CEO of this coffee company or whoever it was, they were smart enough to take advantage of it in some capacity. That would like, be we, crazy. I don't think that happens. We don't even know the name of the company. Right, because they're not loud enough, because they're too small, because they're like a local coffee shop in L.A. Yeah, it'd so be, they should. It'd be crazy if it was a local coffee shop. They got the attention. They started growing, and then they took over Starbucks.
0: Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Exactly. That's that's and what I'm saying. Like, you don't you don't ever want to be in the. How do they street? do it?
1: that would be like Game of
2: Thrones. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we we won the fucking Game of Thrones. Yeah, I mean I don't like. Wait 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 hold on I just realized something. Is the game is there a winner at the end of the Game of Thrones? They're, they're I think, be, I think, I think, be. well, that's the thing is, be, how the everybody is wins. <laughs>
1: I think it's going to be a play on words.
0: <laughs> no, no, if you saw last episode, no, no not, not a lot of people are winning. Um, so but, um, I was I going to no, say? There's but uh, there, was, there was a great quote, great quote from season one where uh, Cersei said, In the Game of Thrones, you either win or you die. Do you guys think that's kind of like business? No. Okay. Yeah. Um, Uh uh
2: uh if you're not winning in business you're gonna die you can still i mean yeah i guess like no yeah nick i I, you dropped the ball on that one (laughs) (laughs) not die like because even if you lose you don't die
0: no remember that that the guy yeah i mean figuratively whatever you're doing
2: literally you don't die but figuratively your business dies uh, I mean like Apple and Dell they're both very 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 profitable companies so when people say you lost your life it doesn't mean you're dead No, but exactly that's what I'm saying that's my point
1: <laughs> you're getting real deep love it no I you, love you
2: it. can grow a great business well you're winning
1: essentially I mean
2: yeah winning winning, winning yeah, right? is the right winning
1: Winning is subjective at this point. I mean, you know, if you have, if we're talking about business, you know, if, if your idea of owning a business was for you to have four or five employees and be able to generate $100,000 every year for your family so you can live comfortably, then you're winning really, right?
2: Mm-hmm. All now I gotta before. say is no one wins forever. Well, yeah. Oh, so
0: you think, do you think companies actually, yeah, do you think companies now will be left in the like rearview mirror that companies of are now?
2: Of course there's, there's a, there's a very, very solid trend line to all companies. The next, the next Steam job was just born today. Shit.
0: That's <laughs> wild. Do we know anybody who just had a kid? <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, so, so Nick, um, are you okay with, with Apple not being around in 20 years? they're so not,
2: they're not going to be around in maybe not 20 years, 50 years. I don't think they're going to be around. Why? What do you see for 50 uh, years? I mean, there's only so much they can do. Um, and they're doing their best. Like, they're shifting oh, to services. Shit. Everyone was talking shit about it. But then they re- released their earnings report. And everyone's it's like, oh, shit, you're right, Apple. You're right. My, my um, eyes roll to the back of my head when you said that. <laughs>
3: no,
0: um, but they're trying to, they're trying to come up with, a, wasn't, weren't they trying to come up with, like, actual TVs and actual cars?
2: Yeah, okay. But, like, they're, at the end of the day they're not always going to be a hardware company they're going to adapt to their surroundings like you know there's going to be only so much hardware you can sell and it's going to reach a critical mass and then you shift your business into something else and that's what apple is doing well so yeah so that's for their company you think you think apple
1: sorry
3: go, 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 go uh
1: so the only thing i was going to say about that is i think so as long as apple keeps enough capital set aside so i feel like um, and I can't remember the name of the law, but there was a law that uh, an actual mathematical law that states that like um, and I know you've heard of it. I've, we've talked about it before, Nick, is that like memory and the, the speed with which um, like computing is is um, uh, every year is supposed to like double like the uh, the memory capacity and computing power of our hardware. And it, it's supposed to, it was supposed to level out a couple of years ago. Um, but I feel like until like quantum computing becomes a thing, that like technological advances amongst like like handheld devices or computers is not going to necessarily get stagnant, but not improve enough for people to continue to invest strictly in that. Whereas, that like you said, computer? the services is something, and the personalization of the services might be something that's a little
2: bit more um, – yeah, story. like they're making products that are so great that people are holding on, holding on to them for longer. And Apple, Apple realized that and said, hey, you know, our focus isn't, isn't the same anymore. And we're no longer just a, a hardware company. We're selling software because we're building such great products that they're lasting longer. So we can't resell a new iPhone every two years. Um, so we're shifting our business into into services. Um You know, the technology of hardware has. That's what I'm
1: saying. Yeah, Daniel, I'm sorry. Finish your thought. But yeah, it was essentially that like the hardware hasn't like it has nowhere to go anymore at this point because there's no there hasn't been a huge breakthrough in the technology for it to go anywhere.
2: Right. Yeah. So like there's this book called Bold and it essentially says that technology and anything in life reaches its first uh, rare to get. Then it's a commodity. Um, then it's democratized. So at some point, you know, hardware is going to be free and then software is going to take the line of you need to pay for software, just with like cell phone plans. Like you were paying for minutes and then minutes became, uh, you know, such a thing. And then data was unlimited. And then all of a sudden they're charging you for data. And then just things are going to continue to be democratized um, until the next thing The the companies find the next
0: thing to charge people for, yeah. I think it's just trying to be like as capitalistic as possible. Um, but no, I was on the i was thinking of uh, of Apple cars, and I was like, Do you think they're waiting to announce that when like self driving cars are more, I don't know, more relevant?
2: Well, Apple car, I think if there is an Apple car, it's going to be someone else is manufacturing the actual hardware the car and then apple's providing the software software
0: yeah, yeah yeah um
2: elon musk is gonna sell tesla to apple
0: uh speaking of elon musk he's probably gonna get me fired uh for my my nine to five so he i was on i was on my work computer and uh on twitter and he retweeted he retweeted a link to there's like there's this uh new genre of porn happening where girls are having sex in self-driving Teslas. Oh my god! Oh my god! And I clicked on a Pornhub link from my work computer, so I'm I might get fired. I don't know. <laughs> um. So yeah, that's that's a new genre of porn, and Elon Musk is all about it because he fucking retweeted it like an asshole, and I clicked on it like a moron. Well, <clears> it didn't say
2: Pornhub. Twitter Hub. What's up? It didn't say Pornhub on the link. No, it
0: was one of those like um, bit, those yeah bit bit or whatever the embed links, you know <laughs> I don't what they're called, like the short links. Yeah, I, I was fucking fooled. Um, but oh, uh, again, going back to self-driving cars, Uber Uber's IPO, uh, tanking, they're tanking. Yeah. So Nick, is it tanking? You, I mean, it's not like. All I gotta say is how ipo at like forty
2: two or like forty five,
0: like Yeah, I, I think that's something I don't know I, know. I know Nick. You you were talking about how it's going to Uber keeps saying that they're never gonna make a profit. I I kind of don't believe that. But but what do you think about Uber stock and where it's gonna be in the next ten years? Dan, I mean, I'm, if, not, I'm not an analyst. Yeah, Dan. But... Yeah, Dan. Dan's a trader. Dan, if if you had the money, would you invest in Uber? No. Why not?
2: Their their numbers aren't right. Yeah, It's way too much risk. They went IPO to pay off all of their investors. They invested billions and billions of dollars into it. And then they had the audacity to offer their drivers the opportunity to invest in a stock that's going to tank over the next several months. Up to $10,000. Yeah. So, yeah. So, like, these poor guys that are drivers, they're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to invest my life savings into Uber because I've been driving for them. And I get a, I get to get it at an IPO price. That's crazy, and now they've lost twenty percent of their of their investment in one day. Um, Like I don't know, Uber's culture has always been about growth and not building a stable business. So, I mean, maybe it's a new like. uh, generation of ipos but like the more and more companies that ipo when they're not making a profit and don't have solid numbers behind yes. it unless they're unless investors are saying something that we don't um i just don't think it's right i've seen uh this little thing on linkedin someone shared about the angel investors that gave them money in the early days and people's like twenty five thousand dollar investment is worth like 125 million dollars yeah
0: Yeah. There's that
2: those guys guys are happy.
0: The guy the guy who's uh who like emailed Travis the Tweeted tweeted him, yeah, tweeted him. him." He's like he's like, Yeah, hire me. Here's my email. And then now he's worth one point three billion dollars. Yeah. Holy shit. Good for him.
2: Like that that's that's good news. But like
0: You know what he did when he first started? He just went to like door to door to like bars and like, hey, there's this app called Uber. We'll give you your own code and like he's like the the innovator of that for, for uber like uh bars getting their own codes not really innovator but
1: that's one well, of the first
0: about- that, that, yeah. Yeah. that kind of thing. That was that's strange, thing you gotta do you gotta do
2: the dirty work in the beginning yeah i mean that's great dirty to work but you have to have money to do that too oh you're
0: but, saying he, was, he was already well
2: off before i was saying he raised a lot of money earlier on yeah like, I think sure. their their Series A was like $11 million at like a $60 million valuation.
0: Yeah. And now they're worth 100 times that?
2: More than that. Holy guacamole. Wasn't like eight, $80 billion now? $86 billion. That's what they IPO'd at, I think. Sheesh. But, like, where's the value? Like, I know they're doing a lot of things, but where's the value in that?
0: So here's what I think. Like, it'll. Like, why I'm not selling on Uber, and I I would I would buy. I think uh, in the next, uh, going back to self-driving cars, if they can get that, going and popping, then. <coughs> then
2: what makes can, them? What makes them more qualified to do self-driving cars than an Apple, who's a software company, like a Chevy, who actually makes cars, or like a Tesla, who has almost all of that, like already like built. Uh, nobody, but as kind of was the success I think
1: with your company so far is that you guys are the first ones that kind of decide to do it, so you have a
2: step ahead. Right, but they're but they're not the first ones. The they're not the first ones that think about drive self driving cars, and they don't own any of the cars on their network. So it's honestly, if every driver Uber driver says like, "Hey, I'm done," they are no longer worth anything. True, but but, but I think like the the consumer,
0: the average consumer, like when they need every a ride. They need a ride. They're they're not they're not opening no. up any other app besides. Every customer said that's
2: not they're not employees.
3: I mean technically
2: they are. It's like saying if our I mean I don't even know how to even explain that.
0: Um
2: beside go ahead guys.
0: I was I was just saying, you know, the I, I think right now they're building the uh so what I'm looking for that that consumer um <coughs> That rapport where like, you know, they're, they're building it in, 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 like our heads where like, when we need a ride, we're going to always open up either Uber or Lyft. Like, so, you know, Chevy or Tesla. Tesla. Right. Exactly. And like, I think that, that muscle memory is going to go to like, we're always going to go to Uber.
2: Yeah. But just wait until they start raising prices because they can't pay their drivers enough because their self-driving technology isn't moving as, fat, as fast as they wanted it to. Then all of a sudden, your $10 Uber ride is a $40 Uber ride, and then and the cab mean, is $30. You mean, Uber rides are going to be like, oh, we don't have enough uh, benefits and rights, and then they're going to fight for health care and yeah. all this shit? Like, come on, dude. In the short yeah. term, it's not a good business. Maybe they can figure shit out in the long term.
0: Yeah, but I think they have the back. Don't I mean, don't you think they have the backing
2: to kind of well, now the backing is the public, yeah, so the it's the a longer oh, yeah, guys far. that see the vision. It's people like, where's my money? True. And what's your annual report look like? And yeah. how much money did you lose last year? How much money did you lose this year? Why? Real investors need to see the dollars.
0: Okay. All right. Yeah, you guys you guys got me good. All right. I'm Our selling
2: it. Gotcha I'm calling it a night. It's her Dan's out. He needs his beauty rest. All right, yeah, I think uh, we can
1: have our Game of Thrones segments, and uh, I said I, I'm I'm going up on almost 20 hour, or 24 hours of being awake.
0: Yeah, yeah um, uh, thank you guys. I uh, really appreciate it. this was a, a great episode, Scott. And I will just uh, if you guys want to stay on, stay on, and and hear us bitch about Game of Thrones and and its downfall from an amazing 10 <laughs> year run. You guys can you guys are more than welcome to listen to, to us just like. I'm gonna, fun. I'm gonna but I'm gonna if, if cut not,
2: cut I love you. When it's published. I love you. I uh, love you.
0: All right. All right. Have a good night, guys. All right. All right, Scott. Episode. yeah. So, episode five. Game you gave your opinion
1: last time. I want to give my opinion this time. But the... You didn't give your opinion last time? No, uh, first, initially. You okay. You gave yours first. And then, um...
0: Um, yeah, so, before we get started, spoilers, if you haven't seen uh, yeah. last night's episode. So, if you don't want to listen to this, uh, I would tune out. Uh, but if not you'll hear hear our opinions about Game of Thrones.
1: Alright, um gonna rehash a few things that have been bothering me about this whole season. Kinda was reiterated again in this fucking episode. Um just uh A lot of randomness happening. Uh just yeah, just uh weirdest cosmic uh influences and in somehow two fucking random people in a giant battle man- managing to c- cross paths kind of bullshit. Um who so uh uh, Euron Greyjoy's uh, goddamn ship gets blown up uh to fucking pieces as Danny comes flying by with her goddamn dragon, uh-huh. and somehow in the process of Jamie Lannister trying to save his sister and get her out of the secret passage of King's Landing's uh uh hidden little causeway or whatever at the base of the castle, somehow Euron Greyjoy is somehow swimming to shore from when his <laughs> fucking goddamn uh uh ship exploded and meets Jamie Lannister the, the, <laughs> the true love of his. Wife's life and has a show, a final showdown. So that's obviously a big problem I had with the episode. But just overall, again, is that I don't understand why. So they crammed all of these episodes down to or this whole season down to six episodes. I understand maybe for production costs and all of that. No, least... did you
0: know HBO? I just read something, HBO was willing to give them more money. And I'll, to do more episodes this season.
1: Okay, well, and then, then that. that makes it that, that much worse. So, that's <laughs> negate what the fuck I just said. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, they've been squeezing down all these episodes, or uh, this whole season down to six episodes. And um, for, for me, I thought it was maybe for production costs and, and saving money, and, and, and there wasn't a lot that really happened, and we just kind of want to get down to the nitty gritty of, of things. But actually, there was a lot happening based on, I mean, maybe not the books, but what the writers had done. And it's all being squeezed down into six fucking episodes. And I'm really upset we haven't... Like, I understand that Danny's progressing from being this really um, hospitable and ideal queen and leader who cares about her people to this monster in the span of an episode and a half, two episodes. I know they really try to emphasize that with the makeup and, like, kind of the fatigue around her eyes and maybe just, like, just emphasize how she's turning... But that um, I appreciated that they they had a Clegane brother battle that happened at uh, which what I thought would have been the end, but it was, you know, between them shifting to the battle and Arya somehow getting trying to survive the stampede of people within the castle walls, and then a few panels to fucking Jon Snow realizing, holy shit, I'm in love with a mad uh, a monster. yeah it was just it's all yeah so so they're squeezing all this shit down and then even when they're squeezing this shit down they focus on only three things of the things that they're they're squeezing down like the Klee game battle was fun and cool but it was still just too long of the episode for me like hey man if we're we're gonna do all this just make it you know an hour fuck it because like the there was nothing significant that happened besides Arya almost dying and the stampede of everything and what was going on so, that
0: was dragged out like she well
1: that's what I'm saying like the, that happened for a quick second and then the rest of it was her still trying to find the way out like we get it she struggled. why not focus more on what's happening with Jon Snow or or the actual people that are battling or or um like, that, and then, Jesus Christ, Cersei, like, I read an article on Barst- Barstool Sports today about a guy saying, like, oh, this was the greatest episode of Game of Thrones that ever aired, and if you don't agree with me, you're an idiot, and I was just like,
0: and the reasons he was giving, he was trying... Go, go through that, go through that. We, have, we okay. have, like, a whole hour, we can do this one a whole hour. Yeah, yeah.
1: So, I don't want to even go on to it for that long, because I was it. so fucking pissed off while I was reading it,
3: do
1: it. Um, and I can't remember all the points he was bringing up, but one of them was... And this was it. So everybody knows that Cersei is literally the worst character within this the episode. You you probably start like within the first season, what happens with Ned Stark and Jamie Lannister, Jamie Lannister might be the highest on your shit list. Yeah. And then he's So you're the, saying worse
0: as in, yeah, like she's like the ruthless. Literally,
1: yeah, the yeah. most yeah, she's the the the, the 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 epitome of the antagonist in the show. Right. The the one you want to see the retribution and revenge and vengeance and all that shit yeah. come, come to one and, and just end for her. Um but so it started with Jamie Lannister, you think, because he's kind of the reason why Ned Stark, you know, gets caught up and he, he uh, uh, ends up dying. But he starts to redeem himself because he gets humbled, because he loses his fucking hand. And and obviously Cersei... You know, ever at, since
0: that... Sorry, I don't mean to cut you yeah. off. But ever since that moment when he got his hand cut, cut off, I literally stopped
1: fucking caring about him for the rest of the series. Really? Yeah. Uh, maybe it was because of... Um, Again, like, and, he and, to, and this is not to be pompous or like – because I read the books, there's so much that happens with him internally yeah. that, that you understand, you realize, that That's you start – like I said, miss. you, you yeah. empathize with. Like I said, like he was – I mean next to uh, – what's Selmy? Barristan Selmy. Like he, yeah. was, he was the best – swordsman that had ever existed in Westeros. Like, yeah. you know, there's countless stories about him. Obviously, he's called the Kingslayer, so that was kind of the image yeah. uh, or character that he built for himself. But besides, that was his ability to wield a sword. Yeah. And like I said, he got humbled, and then he starts to change his attitude because he realizes, holy shit, I don't have the one thing that made me the greatest thing that I am or why right. people like me. Right. And so I have, he has these other redeeming qualities. So Cersei, exact opposite. She, You have this progression of where... you. She has some, again, I'm watching, I'm re-watching some of the seasons and she has a moment with like Sansa where she's like, when Sansa uh, um, uh, gets her period and realizes that she can have kids and she's a real woman now. And Cersei has this really motherly type of moment with her where she's trying to explain to her about like, oh, I, 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 um, she's talking about how Joffrey's difficult and how, you know, um, you being a mother is what's going to keep you alive kind of thing and trying to kind of comfort her a little bit. Um, and then, like you said, she just kind of just drops off and becomes this horrible fucking human being. And right. then she has the thing happen. Um, and I can't remember um, who was it when she she had the shaming moment where she had to walk down the town square. The High Sparrow, the high sparrow there you go. And she got embarrassed. Yeah. And then you're like, yeah, like Cersei got what was coming to her. Yeah. And then she goes back to being a, a fucking you know, ice in the veins type of bitch. And then we have this anticlimactic, like she's the most evil person. She lost her children, so we understand. There was some kind of revenge or vengeance that happened with that. But still the most horrible human being... Like that was the thing is like this was the epitome of who Cersei was is that she potentially knew she was going to lose the war but wanted to protect herself and surround herself with people so that if she was going to lose the war everyone was going to go down with her and then in the process of all this she got to be with the person that she absolutely loved and they both died together. And I'm reading this Barstool Sports fucking thing, this article, and this guy's like, well, she was saying how the Red Keep was uh, the only thing that would save her or keep her safe, and that's what ended up killing her. And I'm like, do you really think this fucking cunt who was uh, an unbelievable strategist who idolized her father who was a strategist would really think that after knowing that the – the unsullied were within the 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 castle walls and that i mean she was watching the dragons destroy everything around her that somehow the red keep was going to keep her safe like <laughs> fucking blow me that was just lazy fucking writing and this guy just giving a pass to the fucking writers i mean george r we all fell in love with the show because of george r r, r. martins fucking writing and because the past 3 seasons have not we don't know how much of it is true to the book yeah. but how and, and how much liberty was been given to the writers and based on what i've seen and i mean my lack of love for the show this season i feel like the writers have just either have gotten i mean how amazing of an ending would it have been if in that moment Jamie sees Cersei and realizes what a fucking horrible person he, she was and like I mean, what if it would what if that what if when you're on stab fucking Jamie Jamie pulls the fucking dagger out and somehow holds onto it and ends up fucking stabbing the, the, the goddamn dagger that kills Jamie he fucking stabs her in the goddamn face or slits her throat and then it's like Jamie went from being the most hated person to like one of the top three people to end it and then Cersei got her fucking just reward like that would have been way better and I'm a fucking shithead uncreative person and just came up with that in the span of fucking three seconds of watching the goddamn episode. I mean, I could go on and on, and I don't Do really don't want to because the back of my head is actually starting to fucking hurt from fucking my face flexing so much. Uh, but no, uh, yeah, like I said, Danny, I understand Danny's progression and why it's happening. Um, I like she was a such humanistic person, this philanthropist, this godly, like you know messiah type person who right. who was doing it all for the right reasons she wanted to change her family name because it was ruined by the mad king and then i understand again she lost miss and day and she lost everybody that she loved but she she i mean she claimed to love john snow um and and despite him spilling their secret i mean it came down to her the throne was really all that mattered that that everything that got her to the point got people following her was essentially a facade it was it, it was something she might have believed in at one point but ultimately it was a facade like she is and i i saw a thing today um that i for that i completely forgot about because i have such a shitty memory but um what was the name of the maester of the night's watch that was the targaryen
0: gonna, i don't know um
1: yeah amen amen yeah. uh um and I can't remember the quote exactly, but he's he somehow hints at like if a there's Targaryen, a tar- yeah if there's a Targaryen pres- alone, alone in the yeah world. yeah um like it's a like Lord have mercy on on the people around them essentially yeah. something kind of making a summation yeah. like that. Uh, so again, um, I appreciate that. Like, so this you is like
0: where where Danny's gone.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I saw it coming. I just hate again how it's all shrunk down, and we didn't get to see the progression longer and see that yeah so and, and then and, yeah. and simply that is that like because so John is this this wonderful leader, this just man, this guy who's kind of been a step ahead of everybody and willingness to sacrifice to put himself on the line, and he kind of vainly sided with Danny over his sisters in this this one part of the episode about you know the soldiers gathering their strength. Like like all this it just none of it makes sense. It's none of it like, "Oh, well, um well, this should have happened. They should have they should have saved their energy." But then in the end episode, Danny just comes in and fucks everything up and kills every everybody without even the the need for her soldiers essentially. And it's just like, "Well, then what the fuck was the point of this division that happened between Sansa and John? Like, John put his foot down because he's with the queen against Sansa for this specific reason." And it's like, "Well, in the end it doesn't fucking matter." Like yeah. like I feel like there was Again, so many plot points that were rushed uh, and, and things that didn't make sense or didn't even need to be there and just time wasted. Like, again, it was like Avengers Endgame, three-hour goddamn movie that could have been shrunk down to two hours and 15 fucking minutes. I feel like all these episodes could have been shrunk down and we could have either extended them to the, the 10 episodes or just fucking left them an hour because I, I want them to end now <laughs> because I want to watch something else after the fucking episode is over.
0: Yeah, Um Oh, that
1: was long-winded, but yeah.
0: Yeah, I I would say the uh, the director, the guy who directed this, he directed also the Battle of Winterfell. He did the Battle of the Bastards. He did Hard Home. So I'll give him credit, like the the visuals. Yeah, of, does, you mean, know, so- and I
1: don't mean to interrupt your thought process, but you uh, last week you had mentioned how this guy who had done those, who had directed those episodes, was going to be directing this one. So I had high hopes for it. And was just let down. Like I, I, think, I said, I, think I mean, honestly, overall, it. besides the Euron and Jamie thing, well, that was stupid. Euron and Jamie thing, Jamie and Cersei dying bad. together thing was fucking annoying. And just to focus on, like you said, the drawn out Arya trying to escape the fucking the Red yeah. Keep and what was going on, and then this the, again, the Clegane battle was cool. Um, I think it was it was a good like fan payoff, but like I didn't really feel. Anything I, I feel about. I wish that was would have been done sooner the fact that that was such a focal point like yeah. so the whole city's getting destroyed and the last 30 minutes is Arya trying to survive and clegane trying to kill his brother yeah um it wasn't focused on anything yeah. else
0: yeah so i i think it was like i still think like the visuals were great like yeah the, i mean everything you know, the, was the awesome. directing like that that one scene like when they like the brothers square up um the hound and yeah the the, the the camera work that was done there was really right. was the, really cool yeah the camera work throughout the whole episode was great um, I, I would say, like, from the very get of the fucking, of this episode, like, just pissed me right off, uh, with Varys, like, okay, so, one day he's supporting Danny, the next day he's committing treason, the day after he gets roasted.
2: And then Tyrion
0: is
1: the one that fucking
0: tells her, yeah. and then... Like, like, Varys, Varys has always been one of the smartest people in the Seven Kingdoms, and maybe you can, like, chime in from, like, how he's in the books, like, wouldn't he... Like with all his little uh, spiders, like know that you know he's about to get his ass
1: fucking r- roasted well so so um that's what based on what I remember from Varus, I mean he's kind of the guy who plays him, i think is a, is really i think is he probably one i the greatest thing about the show, I think, is the people that did the casting actually casted, like, out of 90 per ninety to 95% of the characters did a wonderful job casting the fucking character. Yeah. Like, Ramsey Bolton, like, that guy, and Joffrey, uh-huh. like, I will never root for them in any fucking thing they're gonna be in in the future just because of how much I hated their fucking characters in the show. Like, that was... A lot of it had to do with George R, R. Martin's Better writing, but a lot of it was just the casting. Like, Rand- that guy has the ability to give a look like he... Like, hates you, like, hates you to your fucking core, doesn't give a single fuck about you, and then just wants to see you in the absolute most miserable... Like, the the guy who plays Ramsey Bolt, like, I just... The looks he's capable of giving are absolutely unbelievable. Yeah. Um, but so, what, was, what were you we talking about? The casting, uh... There's- Varys, yeah. Uh, yeah, so that, again, that was the same thing, I think. That was just the problem. Everyone has, I, I've, which, what I've read on Twitter and articles and people have just covered this all together is that there's just too much coming together that is not, like you said, Varys, you have, you have the first act, the second act, and the third act of his arc of a character, his business being in the season, all happening in the span of, you know, 20 minutes of yeah. TV time. Yeah. um and it's it's just unfortunate because he you ha- again he's another character you hate and love and hate and love and hate and love and then um ultimately he was trying to do what's the best for the the people the realm right so i mean that was he but even, even like back
0: in
3: season he 1 died, he
1: died he died he died based on his own convictions which was fine um uh, but like you said I, the the span with what, what took him to get there was just way too quick right like
0: even like back in season 1 he was already plotting to like overthrow like Robert Baratheon, like, he was, like, uh, working with that one dude who was holding the, or was housing the, uh, Daenerys, like that, the guy in, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, so, like, he was, like, like, he's always been scheming, so, like, this, this time around, like, he just gets caught.
1: Yeah, I mean, the one thing that I would ultimately, like, so... Which is kind of contradictory to me is that Varys says that, you know, he does what's the best for the realm, and certainly with his behaviors you can see, but I think a lot of it is, or more of it, as opposed to being for the realm, is more just unopportunistic. And then
0: him just, like, going up to Jon, like, uh, when when he, like, rose to shore in Dragonstone, like, hey, um, I'm thinking about overthrowing Daenerys, you you want to be be King, king, right? yeah.
1: And then, then like, like, what the fuck hey, did you think was gonna happen? Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, As somebody who no knows not to trust nobody right. but yourself. That made like, no sense
0: when he did that. I'm like, what the fuck? And then uh yeah, John, John and Daenerys like having their little moment, and I'm thinking, like, you think John, when he's in in King's Landing, like is just regretting, like, man, maybe I should just fuck my aunt. So <laughs> Like what no, would what happened. Like I'm thinking, like is that what's going on through there? Maybe should have tickled her bean before I fucking went for battle. Yeah, like that could have avoided... This probably is all my fault. This mess.
1: But no, I mean that that is that is just a testament to who he is yeah. and like how he was raised. I mean that's why. Uh, I guess maybe that's why. Varys knew. I, I feel like you can justify what Varus did because. John obviously doesn't want the throne, and he says it there. But he, like, Varys understands that like you've ha- he has to have so many people tell him that he's the one that should be on the throne before he's. And I mean, this was you know, <laughs> Danny certainly put a thumb on the scale on that one when. Uh, you know I got to admit uh, to other people listening. I mean, uh I was actually so fucking annoyed with this episode that I started fast forwarding. Like I couldn't even watch the whole thing. I started fast forwarding through parts, so I didn't actually see like when they started ringing the bell. Like they kept yeah, the people the uh, in the tower or the red keeper were like someone ring the bell! someone ring the bells. I was like, oh my god, when someone gonna ring the fucking bell? So I fast forwarded <laughs> yeah, yeah. until after she started burning everything. I was like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> like I didn't even see her face turn, uh, and then she just gave uh. up. Like was there was there an actual part where like like do you see her? her face changed to where like she doesn't give a fuck, she's just gonna be the mad queen and just takes it on. Like, yeah, kinda of, okay, yeah, kind of. Um, like, did they do a good enough job of that or was it just kind of like, oh, I guess she's they, killing everybody. Yeah,
0: they run they run the balls and she's just like, nah, eh, no fuck, fuck it. it. We're fine, yeah, I'm fine off. Um what else? Yeah, I mean and then her just like easily taken out with the whole Greyjoy fleet. Yeah,
1: man. Like the, yeah, we just kill oh hey, this Greyjoy fleet just knocked your fucking dragon out of the sky in the span of a handful of seconds and now you just decimate everybody and then all the scorpions on top of the castle walls just like oh my god
0: right Um then when they were so accurate uh, the episode yeah. before so and then the golden company like fucking useless yeah like, exactly what was the point of them? Yeah. wall collapses on them they're all dead yeah Um what else yeah the, the whole Arya thing running through the city like for like an hour like okay we get it she's trying to escape and then I didn't understand at the end with the white horse like what was the significance of that was that because of the the girl, little girl holding holding the little toy horse?
1: Uh, honestly, again, I was fast-forwarding through the fucking episode, so I missed some of the uh, the, the minutiae that happened in the episode. It was like the end. She, like, rode off. Yeah, I saw that. Um, I don't know what a white horse necessarily represents. I don't know if it's, like, new beginnings or... Yeah. Because that was kind of the whole thing was with her and, and Clegane, you know, he's like, you know, you're going to regret it or you're going to die here and there's no need for you to die when I... He took on that role of, like, I'm going to die here and I'll take care And, like, man, like, god damn it. There's so many... Like, the fact that Cersei got to walk past him... The the fact that she got (laughs) to to meet 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 Jamie, Like, (laughs) Like Kyburn, that fucking cocksucker who brought Clegane back from the dead... He just throws him and smashes his head on Boulder dead. Like, throw him over the fucking edge, at least, man. Like, damn. It was just like... I feel like... I liked him. Apparently, um, I... To anybody that's willing to fund me to go out to fucking L A. and become a director, uh, I can direct a Game of uh, Thrones episode fucking no, ten writer, times better. Oh uh, yeah, even that, way right. better fucking uh than what you guys got going on at Game of Thrones HBO. There so, Seventy. Scott, there you go. You might you might find your new career. Fuck uh, selling. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sell. <laughs> sell my writing. Um.
0: What else? Yeah. I I feel like there was there wasn't so now so now the, basically the whole show is kind of like gone full circle. It's like, okay, so... started out with a Baratheon who overthrew a, a mad Targaryen. Now it's coming back to a mad Targaryen.
1: Yeah, I... I, I so want to kind of research has there ever been in the history of the Targaryen line, I don't know how long they actually ruled in Westeros, if there was a, another Targaryen that overthrew a bad Targaryen during their reign. Like, you had a mad king, and, like, his... His brother or one of his sons was killed him because he knew that oh. his dad was back in the realm. Yeah, there,
0: there was like the Blackfire Rebellion. Um,
1: Damn, yeah. I got to get on that shit. I still have uh, those dude, links the, saved dude, on my the, phone.
0: Dude, the Game of Thrones Wikipedia page, man. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's, how I,
0: that's how I learned so well, much about the Well, that's the kind of Jones.
1: shit that just mentioned in passing, but there's yeah. actual lore that's, that's yeah. about, that Well, that's that the exists. book that fucking
0: George R. R. Martin came out with. Like the uh, Fire and Blood. Like
1: it's about... It's all about like the history before now kind of thing.
0: Yeah, it's well. It's all about um, the three hundred years of when Aegon conquered the Seven Kingdoms. It's a two parter. So oh, okay. he just came out. The, he came out the first part back in November, which he should have fucking been writing the other books for The Song of Ice and Fire. <laughs> yeah. Said <laughs> so he did this book. I'm oh i But we just like trolls the world, and like when the last episode airs, then. Boom, you'll see like on Amazon on sale A Dream of Spring and Winds of Winter or whatever. Yeah, yeah. The, the last two books. That would
1: be fucking hilarious. And they're like, he's, he's offering them for like air, selling them for like 10 bucks. <laughs> because he's made so much money off. His, he's just like, oh. Yeah. yeah, because they're doing the. And they're the, just like all horseshit. Yeah. They're just terrible. Like they have no endings or finishing
0: <laughs> whatsoever. It's like, the, oh, dude. That it would just
1: be so like, fucking funny. Yeah,
0: and it feels like this writing, like, like when. D and D got the the spark notes from George R. R. Martin, like what's going to happen to each character since we're going to pass you the books. Like they just literally took those spark notes and like, okay, this is what we're going to yeah. write. That's it. We're not going to give it. We're not going to give any more story. Like that's what we loved about Game of Thrones is like they they build stuff up. You know the storytelling, the you actually kind of like see the progression of things, not just like okay this happened. Well, no, this you this could happened.
1: see the pro- well. That was the thing is you could see the progression of things, but he had that X factor where. Uh, I don't I don't know how true this is. I heard this from somebody and I never actually saw the interview itself, but apparently George Martin in an interview once said that I want everybody that reads my books to be afraid to turn the page because how often he killed off main characters or characters that you love. Yeah. And 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 this and you know, the predictability of, of all of this whole I mean, I thought I was going to be dead right with Jamie killing Cersei, but yeah. um I mean I mean yeah. who who important has really died in this show like Cersei? Yeah, just... I mean... I mean... Well, Cersei and Jaime are obviously primary characters, but... Yeah. Their, their death was so fucking underwhelming. It was just like, why were they main characters to begin with? You know? Yeah. yeah. Um, um, like I said, dude... Jaime killing Cersei. How much better of a fucking ending would that have been? Like... Ju- like... Yeah. Like... Ro- oh, God damn it. Romeo and Juliet, but for vengeance. Like... Like... As opposed to, I'm killing myself for love. Like I'm killing you because you're. I realize like, you're fucking terrible. She's supposed to be and,
0: and and yeah, she's supposed to be this like, like like that's what I loved about her is how fucking vicious she was and, and like ruthless, cruel, yeah. ruthless, yeah. And then the fact that she kind of like just
1: I want her baby to live. I yeah. want her baby yeah. to live. Like what the fuck is that? So um, that was yeah. That was that was the retribution we got is because she had emotions at the end of her fucking life. Like Right. A D. So so let's let's uh, let's go into predictions for the
0: series finale. That's kind of that kind of hurts to say. I mean, yeah, it does. Yeah, ten years of a great show. It, I, I, yeah, I do want it to be over because you know it's it's doing a little damage to the reputation of, of the whole series. But you know it's still gonna suck. I think when when the last episode airs. So predictions for the series finale. Damn it, that that, that kind of that stings a little bit. So I
1: haven't given too much thought to it yet. Obviously, Danny has, um, Danny has her. How many of the fucking Unsullied are left? I thought they were all wiped out.
0: Yeah, and the, the Dovahkiin. There was like a million Dovahkiin. So you guys all got obliterated, like by the,
1: by the fucking White Walkers. Yeah, yeah. So again, uh, I'm a little mixed on what kind of forces she, like has, she, well, she has. She well that she has simply from. Which she originally had, so she, you know, she brought the Dothrak and the Unsullied... Apparently um, half, half, when they were planning
0: the episode before, half of... Okay, well, so,
1: so, so then in this sense, it's going to be a situation of, like, well, does Jon have the North with him, and then is she going to be just left with... I mean, it's like he he lost control of
0: the North, because those, those soldiers were still participating. There's that one, a scene where he kills his
2: own soldiers. Yeah, the guy that was going to rape that girl, yeah.
1: yeah. So that's my point, is, like, well... There's not a fortress that's gonna be available it's gonna be an open open field battle yeah Ur um, still has a dragon, yeah, she still has the dragon, and i think uh, John I think it's gonna arm. be i think it's gonna come down to is that because she, they made an emphasis on her like turning him away, it's gonna be a moment where she faces off with John and he's gonna be at death's door and she can't do it, and somehow she dies or or he takes advantage of the opportunity of her weakness, her compassion in that moment, and kills her. And then, I mean, yeah. she's the mother of dragons, but he's had the ability to fly the dragon, so maybe he becomes the... Yeah, you think
0: she tries to burn him, and
1: then he doesn't get burnt?
0: Ooh, that would actually... I didn't think of it that way. But he's only half Targaryen. It's not full.
1: So maybe it still does burn him. But he's got north in him. Yeah.
0: And then also the fire, the fire and
1: ice coming together, you know. Um, so yeah. I, I I, really think it's... Yeah, I like I said, I haven't given too much thought, so I feel it's going to be a situation where Danny's going to have to pull the trigger in the end and can't because despite her her vengefulness and her loneliness and um, uh, just wanting to, I don't know, just be a fucking cunt, uh, she's going to... Her, her compassion's going to kill her. Like, her compassion has been her weakness... And then she took, she, she lived out her bloodline, became, you know, this ruthless kind of, in, this, in, a, in, in the arc of her story, became this ruthless dictator for one episode, or an episode and a half, and then her compassion is going to be her downfall.
3: Yeah,
1: I'm thinking, like, if I was
0: as dumb as D&D, like, how am I going to write this episode, or this, this yeah, this last episode, because what's there going to be to rule and there's, over? There's full, yeah, right. There's there's really nothing left. Um, the f- and the the way it's kind of come full circle with like the Mad Queen now back in in power is then Gendry going to be the usurper and as a Baratheon and then kill her? Ooh, so
1: yeah. Because they didn't even bring him up. The, yeah, I mean that's why they they John was in the episode for you know ten minutes. Uh, let's say battle like the the significant portion of the so Danny. John was in for a few minutes, focused all on Arya and Clegane. All the other fucking characters are are, well, Jamie and Cersei. Back north. um, Gone, yeah. You know what I can see happening is that like, they also John wins. John wins, and like Sansa, is actually the ruler becomes like queen. Yeah, queen queen regent or just the queen. Or since
0: there's no there's no King's Landing left, like the castle's ruined. They yeah they make the
1: the the capital now winterfell winterfell yeah that, that, and then 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 the wildlings in the north are like the centerfold of yeah the they did say now. the
0: northern kingdom is the largest kingdom of the seven kingdoms yeah um what else was i thinking oh another thing they were saying was uh how Melisandre when she like uh, talked to arya was like oh i see eyes are shut forever brown eyes blue eyes green eyes brown eyes being walter frey blue eyes being the night king then green eyes are saying Daenerys has green eyes so which i thought was supposed to be Cersei but now they're saying no 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 now it's D- Danny so maybe Arya does kill Danny because she did it i mean I Arya just, Arya had a pivotal i guess a pivotal role in this last episode so she saw the carnage she saw the destruction then she rode off on that white bronco yeah. um so maybe she just like, rolls back in and like maybe comes back as as an unsullied as a Faceless, unsullied person, and then just
1: get. Yeah, I mean, uh, again, I love Arya. She's she's definitely like my top two or three favorite characters throughout the entire show. Um, But to have her have that such a pivotal role in so many episodes um, throughout the storyline, at least this season, I think would be a little bit too much. I feel like it's got to be John or nobody, you know? I agree. So. uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm excited for it to be over, but I'm, I do want to watch this episode. I really hope, I really hope the writers of HBO, if you're listening, you redeemed yourself and didn't waste five of my fucking Sundays um, <laughs> and, and redeem yourself with a good ending. It can be done. Uh, you dropped the ball on Jamie and Cersei. Maybe you can make it up for Danny and John. I wonder,
0: um, I haven't seen who's directing this one. I know the the fucking guy who directed... <laughs> But you I mean ultimately,
1: overall, it seems like it hasn't mattered. Like you still have a production team, and the vision is still the same. The writing, yeah, the writing's there. Yeah, you know, right. <laughs> the, maybe it's the, the directing style might come into like the camera work and the pace of the episode and, and all these other things. But I feel like the the overall feel has, has essentially been the same. So it's gonna be yeah, the same fuck,
3: we're
0: fucked. We're um, fucked. So it sucks. that it's sing saying series finale. I've never been so invested in a show. I don't think like, ever in my life.
1: Yeah, to all your listeners out there, uh, check out Chernobyl. It's also on HBO. Uh, there's, they've only released one episode. Well, as of today, it would be the second episode was released. Um, some historical, I don't want to say historical fiction. I don't know how much of it is true, but uh, Jesus Christ, it's a great part of human history that we should all know about.
0: And if you played uh, COD4 and the Mission Gillies in the Mist, uh, that was located <laughs> in Chernobyl. <somewhere. laughs> So, yeah. Fucking nerd. Yeah. But no, yeah. Kai Ford, Ford, one of the greatest first-person shooters ever. So, uh, yeah, that's, I think, fuck, we went on for a while. 30 minutes down. So, uh, if you guys stayed with us for the whole recording, appreciate it. Um, And we'll see you
1: next week. All right. Next week, Monday. Take care. Bye.
3: was hustling tickets to my shows as dante and i heard temper seating up like a filet talking about they on my city when they living in lake. sucker i ain't hearing nothing but a word talked about it been about it bitch i got what i deserve See, i don't know why everybody mad you had a chance and you blew it. me while i'm young and i'm ruthless meanwhile the dumb i'm affluent thinking you live like the music don't be foolish my shooters make your face maroon like the hoosiers Ugh. suckers always want to talk funny Bro- Fuckers never wanna talk money And since I was being quiet in the past I'm on top looking down, kiss my ass Still in the game with my same clip Still with the hood, bitches fuck Cambridge And when they wanna know if I'm real I say bitch I ran my city before I ever had a deal Kells